and welcome to Our Lot in Block 5, the podcast for Gooners by Gooners. And a very warm final day of the season. Welcome to John Rubin. Hello, John. Hello, John. And he's been to two games this week. It's Stuart Izzard. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Now, it's an exciting show because, uh, of course, Stuart has been to two games and he sent us some little news reports, didn't you, Stuart? I think I did. Some might have been drunken. <laughs> I think quite a few were drunk. <laughs> and sort of slightly in disbelief when we beat um, Crystal Palace. Yeah. With two goals in the last, well... Well, in injury time. In injury yeah. time, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, there were two good games, actually, for us, weren't they? And, and uh, some good uh, <laughs> goals for Pepe. Um so let's have a quick uh, uh, what's coming up on our, on the final our lot in block five before the Euros. Uh, we've got uh, Stewart's roundup. We've also got our awards, the block five BAFTAs, and um, often we end the league season uh, at block five with a meal. So this year is no different as we go back to 1977 and ask John to choose a quick fire. Bernie in meal. <laughs> oh, brilliant. With the playoffs this weekend, uh, we have a play away, uh, Stute Machine. And if it's goals you're after, you can check out our jukebox quiz at the end. So, um, plenty to get through, but let's go first to Stuart's first report. This one from Selhurst Park, which is Right, I'm on my way round to Bills for the big off. Five to four, Wednesday, the whatever day it is. Um, yeah, had a couple of liveners in the bell. Pre-match nerves, unbelievable. I love the feeling. Can't wait. Um, I ain't even bothered about the result. Obviously, I want Arsenal to win, but yeah. So we got white fluffy clouds, blue sky, little spot in the rain. Everything's... Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of tinnies for the ride up there as well. So it does, oh my God. I can't believe that. I'm buzzing. Absolutely buzzing for this. So, uh, yeah, I'll come back with some updates later on. Keeping me nut down in South London. Would you open your eyes to me? We could make love not one and live in peace with our hearts. I'm inside the stadium. Fucking hell. Not many here, but it's exciting. Just had a lucky piss, so... Um, yeah, oh Jesus, I'm so excited. What a fucking goal. Get in there, get in there, what a goal. Great football. One nil, and you still don't sing. One nil, and you still don't sing. One nil, and you still don't sing. One nil. Half time, happy days. Half time, happy days with deep, dark, sad London. But yeah, one mil, happy days. Come on. 
mad. Yeah, it was a bit difficult to see we were the other end of the stadium, but how the fuck's the hard didn't score? Fell over like a baby. Um, yeah, it's been, well, it's nice, Spurs lost, so yeah, fucking come on. Sweet brothers. Now, uh, a lot of disbelief there from Stuart on uh, the final result. What do, what do we think of the game? Um, well, I'll let John say, because I was there, so... Um, I can't remember much of it, to be honest. I did watch it. Probably I just thought it was a shit game, till the end, um, when Pepe scored. Well, let but me I, remind you a few things. Right. One, there was a... First of all, um, Jeffrey Schlupp's tackle on... Um, who was it in the middle of the pitch... Was, no, it, was it Callum Chambers? And he went straight over the top of him in about the third minute. Uh, yellow card. It was a straight red. Um, later on, completely off the ball, Tierney gets kicked off his feet um, when the ball's gone out of play. And then Benteke elbows Eldeni in the face. Um, and when you think back to the, the sending off of Xhaka, um, was it against Leeds United when he had someone around the throat or Pepe's little headbutt? Like it was definitely on a par with those um, those yeah, fouls. Yeah. I, I just don't understand VAR. I absolutely can't understand it. Do you know? Um, Matt, just 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 ejecting and. Um, with the VAR thing, I've seen a, a league table. If if you know the the decisions that have gone against, yeah. despite the, you know with VAR interjection, uh, if we hadn't have had the wrong decisions given by VAR, which they were, we'd have finished fourth this season. Really? Yeah, they've they've got us down in fourth. I think we would have finished on. 65. I think we were joint, but our goal difference would have been better that we would have finished fourth. I think there were three teams. Chelsea were going to finish fifth. Uh, Leicester were going to finish sixth. And we all finished, I think, on 65 or 66 points. But we would have finished in fourth spot. So it's definitely John's right with what he said all season about the brown I, I mean I could today. I could not believe the Benteke one because you know we've seen in the past where players raise their hands and they said there wasn't enough contact to send him off that was the decision that came from VAR um but the intent was there yeah and you just think what 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 is what is going on what is going on with this thing? Well, the David Luiz, the David Luiz sending off at Wolves for me, he is such. I mean, you know, yeah. oh Jesus! I mean, we're going back over old shit now. But you know, when you, when you look at things that have gone against, we haven't had a lot go for us this season, have we at all? Not certainly not with that and. You, you're quite right. There's three decisions there that had, had they been Arsenal players doing it the other way round, we we could have lost players for that. I mean, if Shaka had raised his arm, uh, say against Benteke in that game, he would have been off. I can be yeah, absolutely yeah. certain. And yeah. I don't. I you know, <clears throat> Benteke stays on. 
he, go, he then, go, then goes on to score. Even that hat was dodgy to me. I don't know if you've watched it back, Stuart, but you know he pulls down El Nene. Um, he looks offside. Um, as well, the they did check in. it. They did check it. I must admit, because where where I was stood in the stadium, it was where they took the free kick from was right in front of us. Right. So you're watching, you're watching the ball go. And to me, it, it looked like a really good goal and, and us asleep at the back. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in all honesty, El Nani needs to stay on his feet, needs to be stronger. Um, he goes down too easily maybe, but, um, well, I, I was like, say, I, I stood there and I, I turned around to Bill, because obviously he was quite happy, and I was having to applaud, unfortunately. Because um, you were behind but, enemy lines. Yeah, but I must admit, when, when it came up, the VAR, and I'm thinking, well, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. And and obviously, you, you're not, we all know, you're not privy to seeing what's what, what's being looked at. Yeah, so, um, I think they just do but it. But I, I, I certainly, I, I turned around to Bill, I said, well, there's no way that's going to be overruled. I said, it's a good goal. And and as it happened, that it was right. But, yeah, yeah. It's um, they um, it, then they. I guess I mean we had a good first half, didn't we? Really, it the the we were playing much better football than we have done of late in first halves. And yeah, the opening goal was an absolute beauty, really, wasn't oh, it? Saka's okay, little that, back heel, Tierney's cross. Yes. Um, oh, that again, Matt. That was right in front of where we were, and it was it was just so lovely to see that. It just three, like you say, the back heel, the pass, and then the volley in from from Pepe. It and was very cleverly a, controlled volley from Pepe. Yeah, yeah. It was, of, it was um, just great, and I again, we, I couldn't go mad about it because of where I was stood. But I just looked at Bill and I went, "Fucking hell, that's quality." And and it's not often you've been able to say that this season. And I was really, really pleased. We just went to sleep second half. It was like we were trying to protect a goal lead. Um, and we know yeah. we can't really do that. Yeah, and there were some know? dodgy moments after that. When, I mean, Benteke had already had in the first half, he had had a couple of good chances, hadn't he? Um, yeah. Like a, few, a couple of free headers that were warning shots, really, to us. Um, so I guess... We probably got what we did, what was coming, um, but luckily he's the sort of scores one in four. Although he has scored quite a few goals at the end of this season, hasn't he, Benteke? Um, but then at the right of the death, uh, Odegaard swings a ball in, and, and uh, Martinelli comes in off that wing, and you know it was a, it was a game of of those two wide players coming in. And getting into the penalty area, making those diagonal runs into the box, and and scoring, and yeah. it seems to be, you know, when we look at teams like City and Liverpool and how they've scored their goals over the last couple of years, that's how Salah and Mane and Sterling and Foden, that's how they they've been scoring their goals, isn't it? That sort of running yeah, from yeah. a wider yeah. position into the box, and that's yeah. how we got both those goals. In the end, um, at the end of the game, yeah, he was lucky. It, it was a lucky first touch, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> he, he saw he didn't he didn't really know what was happening, and then as it happens, it sort of looped up, 
given him the, the the chance to get head of the keeper and tap it home, wouldn't it? But well, he just it, it was it was about putting his body on the line, wasn't it? It was making sure yeah. he got in front of the defender and. But and I don't think something. he meant. I don't think he meant to do what. He no, did no. With his first touch, you know, but it, it worked out, and 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 if you gamble, that's that 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 can sometimes pay off, which Absolutely. it did. Absolutely, and it? then Pepe finishes with a, a plop. These are two players, John. You've been. Um, you've been banging the drum for all season, really, haven't you, Pepe and um, Pepe and Martinelli? Getting the goals. more Martinelli, more uh, Pepe than Martinelli. I mean, <clears throat> Martinelli's not really done a great deal of the games he's played in. I mean, he scored this one, but I've been a bit disappointed in his last few outings. But uh, at the end of the day. Um, Pepe, I'm hoping next season he can just push on because uh, I really think we need to get rid of Abami Yang and I just think Pepe is uh, the main goal scorer for us next season because he's proven it. He's proven what he can do. You know, I do enjoy watching him when he gets to boys. Like his second goal yesterday, was it the second goal yesterday? Similar sort of thing. Yeah, got, yeah, it was got the ball, ran with it, bang, back of the net. He did it against Palace as well. Picked up the ball, ran with it, bang, bang. And that's what he's really good at. You know, he's not going to be your whack it in from 40 yards. 30. I know he's had one or two of those, but that's not, it's more getting the ball and running with it. Because once he gets into the box, you can't bring him down. No. The moment he no. goes down, that's a penalty. So it's really good that they get, get the ball to him, couple of yard, two yards outside the box then let him run. Because as soon as he can do that, it's over. They've either got to tackle him cleanly, which he keeps the ball quite close to his feet. So even that is a potential penalty. Or just, you know, he's going to score while the keeper's got to save it. I mean, he's so, got, he's, uh, he has to produce that every game, doesn't he? That's the thing. And he started to do that yeah. at the end of the season. Um, even if he can't produce like you want it to carry goals, on. Yeah. You I mean, want if it you can't carry produce on. the goals every game, at least get into those positions where he can pass it to someone. I mean, what really annoyed me most about yesterday, and it wasn't even refereeing decisions or anything, right? It was the fact that Tierney put the ball into the box. Everybody was outside the box. Mm. We haven't got a forward who wants to get in the box. And it's like, well, like as a Bamia, I mean, I'll tell you what, I don't care what anybody else says. He needs to fuck off out of the club massively the bloke's not interested in playing for Arsenal doesn't give a fucking shit he just wants his 350 grand a week wander around the pitch with a face like a smacked ass fucking dragging the whole team through the floor right because his attitude fucking sucks right yeah and he needs a fucking punch in the face from everyone in that team to say why are you sulking what the fuck you want a massive amount of money right just if you don't want to play, piss off. Like, yeah. he's really getting on my fucking nerves now. I mean, he's had a terrible season, like, hasn't he? Oh, I don't um... give a shit about the season he's had, right? Yeah. Fact of the matter is, what well, I do in terms of his form, right? It's, oh, he had malaria. Yeah, okay, so he had malaria. Then if he's not fit, don't play him, right? So you can't keep using that as an excuse. No one can. The fact of the matter is, he doesn't fucking care. He doesn't try. He got his fucking Ozil contract. And he went and done exactly the same thing Ozil did. Fuck all for that team. 
you know, I'll tell you what, I mean, he's not going to be in the Euros, but I really fucking hope, like, he, well, I just hope something happens where he can no longer play for that club anymore. <laughs> oh, God. I hope they fucking find him sunk to the nuts with some fucking, I, with, with fucking Arteta's missus. You know, I whatever. shouted at him, John, yesterday. <laughs> I, I shouted at him. <laughs> sunk to the nuts with Arteta's missus. I'm not calling the podcast that. No. <laughs> I, John, I, I watched him, obviously, watching him yesterday. <laughs> oh, God, he's gone. He's off. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think actually that is going to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, carry on. <laughs> no, I, I shouted. I shouted a few times at him yesterday. Just, just you know, as you do in a game when you're frustrated. And yeah, uh, yeah he he did. He was walking round. He he just did not give a shit. No effort. He really did. No effort from that no. gig. It's a bit like. He's our forward, right, yeah? All right, he's not a number nine striker. We have to accept that, yeah? Mm. He's not a Robbie Fowler. He's not only a right, you know, he's not going to be your fox in the box. But he's a forward. So when he sees Tierney running down that wing, yeah, what should he do? Get into the fucking box because he knows Tierney's going to... When I said I hope something happens where he can't play, I don't mean get hurt or die. Or anything like that. I just want something to happen where he has to leave our club. Mm. Right. But, but the thing is, if a Lacazette had been there, Lacazette ain't as fast as a Bamiyan, but you guarantee he would have busted a nut to get into that box. You know, mm. Odegaard's not an out and out forward, but Odegaard was on the edge of the air. They all were. And you think, one thing you know with Tierney, once he gets a bit of a steam up and he gets in that byline, a cross is coming in. Yeah. John, That's what he does. John, yes, mate. Well, when you're saying that, it, there may be something in Aubameyang's contract where if it we're says not playing... It's a playing, box. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it could be. Um, but there might be something in his contract that says if we're not playing European football next season, which we, we obviously we're not, that... that if an offer comes in, he can leave. But know? he's not going to go because I'll tell you what, what. One thing, if that is true, right? If it was true, I would hope he had a better attitude than Ozil in terms of he wants to play football no matter where for, no matter what money. You know, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to command above 100,000 quid, right? More than likely above 200, but definitely above 100 grand, right? So the bloke on the contract this season and before, and when he was at Dortmund, he is a multi-millionaire, right? And maybe because I'm just a working-class bloke, I have an issue with people sulking about their pay when they're multi-millionaires already, right? You just look at it and think, oh, but I, I, oh yeah, but you know, uh, our career is really short. Yeah, you're worth forty million quid, mate. How many fucking lifetimes do you need to spend that? Right? Yeah. Where you know, your, your average bloke in the stadium is on about 23, 24 grand a year. Right? And you earn that in half an hour on the pitch. Or even in Obama Yang's fucking thing, about two minutes. You know? So mm. it just it just sickens me, his just lack of effort. 
It really does, right? And if it's a case of he's got some kind of personal issue, don't play him. I mean, that's How got to be that? that's got to be part of it. That has How to be. Can't go from some... just totally, you know, to our top scorer for the last two years to uh, you know winning us the FA, FA Cup um, for two, you know, to it, last year, and you know he he, he just doesn't look the same player. It's, um, he got he got the contract. That was what he got. That fucking contract, and that was it. You know, um, I can't remember what his form was like beginning of the season. Whether he had a smile, but he's not even got a smile on his face. So he has a smile on his face when someone scores, but for the rest of that game, if you had a, I, I did it with a football. I can't remember who it was where it was like player cam, and they basically focused on the player for the whole match. I think they did it with Tierney. You know the bit yeah. where Tierney, yeah, yeah swearing yeah you guarantee what yeah they stick it on him a he will hardly say a word and b his face will be like a smacked ass for the fucking entire 90 minutes <laughs> unless one of us gets a goal not mm. one of us obviously but another player <laughs> he's, got to go. he's got to go he, he, he needs to be able to be dropped and I know he has been dropped I know Arteta's put the foot down a few times but even when he's fit and ready and on time for games if he's not doing it, bring someone else in that might. No, well, this is a problem, mate, isn't it? Because everybody's Balog- leaving. Balogun might have done the job yesterday. We don't know. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, right, yeah, it didn't really matter a great deal about our result. In theory, it didn't matter about our result, right, yeah, because pretty much no one wants to be in this fucking Europa Zenith data conference. <laughs> <laughs> The Beza Homes conference. I don't even uh, understand. What is it? What what I, I still don't understand. I tried to read do you through know the teams involved right yeah. Basically you've got to play if you uh don't finish top of your group, you've got seventeen more games to reach the final. If you do finish top of your group, you've got fifteen. Right. Okay. And it's it's basically for loads of teams that cannot get into a European competition, right? It's all these leagues that are all Mickey Mouse. So you're going to have teams in there that you've never heard of uh, playing in it. And I think it starts at 184 teams, or is it 90? Tell you what it is, right? Yeah, someone put a picture on the Block 5 app. Right. Right, so basically you've got one... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Counting to hundred eighty-four, is he? Eighteen, <laughs> eight, six, seventy-two. Seventy-two teams. I'll pick one. Uh, well, Marlborough, we've heard of. What are they? Turkish or something like that, or Norwegian? But then you got uh-huh. in, Inter Tuku. Inter Tuku looks like it's got a. Could be a Norwegian flag. Uh, a Welsh team, the New Saints. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got the in Utah there? The Utah Saints are in there, apparently. You Utah Saints! <laughs> Scoopy, Scoopy. Snoopy and Woodstock. S-H-K-U-P-I. Scoopy. Don't even recognise the country's flag. Quite It's actually, if you look at this picture... You'll be hard pushed to even know what flag the country comes from, which tells you 
have a mains in their football. I mean, the Europa league's, league's a bit like this anyway already, isn't it? Well, the this, teams this, we've played. this, this <laughs> is the other thing. This is the other thing that we that when the competition gets really strong, though, John, it's when they put in the third place teams from the Europa League oh stages, and I think also the fourth place teams from the Champions League are going in it. Really? Because oh, I read somewhere yeah. today, because I was looking into this, and it said it's full of blah, 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 so many teams, and then uh, teams from the Europa League and Champions League. Because normally the fourth place team in their league, in the Champions League, don't get anything, do they? No. It's the third place ones. Yeah. So I think it's the fourth place teams that are going to go into this competition. Ah, so it's fucking... I mean, look, uh, Spurs are going to win this, right? Because I tell you something. I'll tell you what, we could put out an 11, right? And me with me fuck knee and me back. <laughs> right? We could pretty much easily make the semi finals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, <laughs> no one wants this. It's like we talked them, mate. Just said, uh, you know, because <coughs> I put a post up about West Ham saying, like, you know, I hope they win, which I did. Um, my Tottenham mate said, you're welcome to seventh. <laughs> and I went, no one wants to be in that shit competition. And then Spurs scored two goals. And I went, oh, congratulations, you're taking the uh, shit cup spot back. And he was, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's like a poison chalice, really, isn't it? Oh, I don't uh, I don't we, I God. mean, listen. We we don't we don't want that next season. No. We we want to be able to consolidate and try and improve in in our own league, let alone trying to fuck about in Europe. Um, and I think good things about it. It's a wake up call for the Cronkies if they if they don't get behind Arteta and and back him and and you know then this is going to keep happening. Um, I think Arteta needs more time on the training pitch with the players, which he will get. We can cut down the squad. You know, we don't yeah. need as big a squad. So so that that should encourage, and we know Mikel likes to use the younger players, that can bring a few younger players in, uh, into the fray and, and get rid of some of the higher-paid shit that we, you know, don't give a fuck. Um, and and, and I, th- I think we could have... It, a, a decent season. I, I, I'm not now. I'm, I'm not saying we fucking go and win the league or anything like that. But I think if you're just playing once a week, um, why not? What you know? Why not finish in that top four <laughs> next season? Go back to well, any time prior to say 1990, if you like. You remember the old like team photos beginning of the season? It was only ever two rows of players. Yeah, right. yeah. It might be about like 15 at the back and about 14 or 13 at the front. If it was three rows, it was literally like three rows of seven. Right. Now, for a team photo, you need like a wide angle lens. <laughs> and there's about like nine rows of like 10 players. Mm. Right. You know, fact of the matter is you only become cohesive when you play together all the time. Now, I know that substitutes were different and all that back in the day. Like, it was only one sub, so you only needed 12 players. But you could pretty much, week in, week out, name your team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You could just name it. Yeah. Now, 
you know, who's going to play him today? Well, if Leno's fit, you know Leno's playing. Uh, and after that, then it's a fucking gimmick. Then it's just pick any 10 from 45 players. There's yeah. no one got close. No, and I think that, to a point, there was a, a little bit of that with Arteta. You know, he tinkered at times that fucked him up, you know, mm. especially the especially Europa League semi-finals. He, he got it wrong, which we've already spoken about. But when, when you've got less to, to sort of pick from, I mean, they're not they're not going to fucking we're not going to cut ourselves so short. We ain't got enough players, but you know, it, 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 there's less tinkering, isn't there? If someone's injured, you bring in a, you bring in it, it's his replacement. But you're not having to change it up to rest players. You know, you. you you play them on a Saturday. Oh, that was my other point about not being in Europe. There'll be more Saturday games to go to, and yes. we'll also get cheaper season tickets. So for me, it's a winner winner chicken dinner. You know, to, to as much as it for me yesterday, it was more about you. You didn't didn't want to finish below Tottenham, but it's happened. You know, so if they've got that, that was out of our hands. You know, it was out of our hands because at the end of the day, if Spurs drew, no. It was only one, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it was. It came from the fact that Leicester really needed to win, so they were pushing hard, and in, in the last few minutes, got picked off effectively. Yeah, um, but they really needed to win the game, and uh, I mean, Kane handballed it. No one seemed to mind that, um, and and then Gareth Bale gets another, and you know, I think. Um, it, it, the more you sort of reflect on it, the more you do think it's prob- it's probably for the best that we do have a year out of Europe. I mean, for one thing, you know, consistently playing players that deserve to get a start week in, week out, like Pepe, you know, because he has been in and out of the side with Willian. And, yes. you know, yeah. Pepe, as soon as you've given him his place and you've played him there for six or seven games, he's actually come back with the goals, hasn't he? And he's yeah, got yeah. not just goals, yeah. assists as well this season. And, yeah. you know, I think some of these players just need to be regularly playing every week and know that they're not... Arteta's got a on, problem on next the- season in that Pepe really should be our right-sided forward yeah. without any shadow of a bat. That's where he plays best. I know he tries to stick him on the left. I don't like him on the left, right? No. He's much better on the right. Yeah. And that means you've got to have Saka and Smith Rowe on the left, and that is never going to work. You know, it works well with Tierney and one of them. Yeah. So if you've got, like, Odegaard, Saka, and Smith Rowe, you, you just got a luxury there, unless they decide to bring... I mean, they're still kiddies, though, aren't they? All of them. Yeah. Really, I mean, to a certain extent. Think, they I do need to rotate those younger players. Mentioning mentioning Odegaard there, John, I, f- I thought he had a real great game yesterday. I thought he was... Mm. Th- he, it, was his, it was a great pass to Pepe for Pepe's second goal. You know, we, we talk about Pepe, and he did do well, you know, like runs in, you know, lovely sort of away, he lets it go, then he beats the keeper, brilliant goal. But have a look at the pass from Odegaard before it. It's fantastic. You yeah. know, it, it, and I, I thought he had a good game. 
I think jury's still out. I don't know whether that was his last game yesterday. Certainly, there's there's reports in the press that we're we're going to try to sign him. There's reports in the press today. We're not. Um, (laughs) What you've seen that we're not. I've seen that we're not as well. But today it seems to have changed. So we are. So I mean, who knows who to believe? Yeah, it's going to be after the Euros. We either get it done. Before the Euros, which it's unlikely, is he? Is he's he not. He's not going to be in the Euros. No, Norway haven't qualified. Right. Um, so which is up really, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it helps us in a way, doesn't it? That, that those deals can happen without too much distraction. Yeah, and if you cast him as a a hands-off player, they yeah. want him. Yeah, they're going to say that, though, would not they? Because they're, they're going to yeah. want decent money for him. I've, but you know, watching watching us yesterday, obviously Saka not starting, and but I thought Smith Rowe and Odegaard well, well, they they can both play together. You know, yeah. and, and there, there was there was some good stuff there yesterday. I thought when you put Saka into the mix, that's when you have an issue. Yeah, I because feel like um, maybe into the middle. Maybe yeah. Like, so, will be good in the middle or Smith Rowe comes into the middle because if they are talking about getting rid of Lacazette then that kind of frees you up an option in the middle but yeah. who knows I'm thinking that Smith Rowe can be can sit alongside Partey even I'm wondering yeah. whether that might be his role that you know uh, running runs from deep was Partey not to score I mean he wasn't blasting him he was placing him yeah. I was going to say that exact same thing. He had about and three. I, John, someone had given him some shooting boots. Like John, I was in the I was in the upper tier clock end waiting to catch his shot. So <laughs> I, I was, I was wicked keeper gloves off. on. <laughs> yeah, I was most pissed off that he was getting everything close or hit the bar, didn't he? And one just wide and yeah, he. Um, but I think last week in training was it last week or at the weekend. Part of their training thing, they've done it like a, a mini crossbar challenge. Yeah. Um, oh, he got it, did he? Uh, I think he the crossbar. One of our players, him or Pepe. Yeah, no, it was him. It was him. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he still yeah. didn't get the target. <laughs> so to speak. No, but the thing yeah. is, though, if he actually decides to reduce the pace, he's got more chance of scoring a goal. Yeah. If he tries to just reduce the strength of his shot. I mean, there's, def- there's definitely a, a requirement to for everybody in that side. Maybe not Pepe. Maybe Pepe's okay, but everyone needs to do some more shooting practice. Because even Odegaard, you know, he scored that one absolute blockbuster yeah, in, yeah. The, in the Europa League. Um, but apart from that, his, his his shooting from outside the box is woeful, and he gets himself in positions. Um, it just seems to take his eye off the ball. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I, definitely think, I, definitely, I definitely think you could sense yesterday, though, with the players, that albeit there wasn't a... Um, there wasn't... Although there wasn't the amount of fans in the ground, there was a definite... You know, they got a lift. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, when, when there was someone who tackled back and there was, you know, a... a, a a round of applause or or there was a bit where the excitement, you know, like as someone broke with the ball, 
all of a sudden the crowd got going, you know, and it, you could you could almost see other people go, right, come on, let's go. You know, whereas I think if it, if the crowd weren't there, that wouldn't have picked that up. Goes, but the one. ball goes back, the ball goes sideways. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it was uh, it, it definitely, um, you, I could definitely see a difference because of crowd reaction to, to what, what the players were doing. And, and I suspect they enjoyed it, you know, just to, just to, just to have that noise again. You know, they're definitely going back to the Palace game on Wednesday. I mean, they they really, I mean, Palace is a good ground to go to for their, their crowd don't stop when it's full. They, they are good support. Um, but on Wednesday, there was definitely, you could feel them, you know, the fact they were booing Tierney because, yeah. you know, they, they had him down as the villain. Um, but, you could you could sense the crowd were getting going and Palace were picking up on that and then they scored the goal and then you thought fucking hell there's only one way this game's going now you know yeah. and we'd almost look dead and done you know it was um, the crowd has definitely I mean let's just hope we're all back for for the start of next season because I think it will change um, results again you know that the home teams will become the stronger. I don't think they're going to fill the stadium for a while. I think they're going (coughs) to still limit the amount of fat. I mean, a lot will depend on what Boris says and on the 21st of June and how the situation goes. Look at that uh, Eurovision um, song contest. It was full of people. Please. I don't even watch it, so I don't know why you'd even bring that up. Well, it's just a big crowd. John, John. If yes. you want to know, if you want to know how many points the UK got, I know got, how many points we got. It was nil point. <laughs> it was as many goals as Partey scored yeah. this season. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I think it's a good time to uh, go back to uh, Stuart's news round and have a look at what happened on on Sunday. Wait to go now. The butterflies have started. Come on, you goons. The Stuart Izzard's news round. Um, we've just arrived. We're waiting outside the pub. So, yeah, we're at the Victoria Tavern. It's raining and we're waiting to go in. We've got 20 minutes to kill in the rain. So I'll update you later. Ciao for now. Well, that was fun, setting up a card payment and you have to go on to the Frontier app and then you have to go on an order pay app just to order two fucking beers. We've been in here 15 fucking minutes. I think I've now ordered two beers. We shall see. Update to follow. This is Stuart Izzard's news round. Over. Izzard news round update. Um, it feels very much like... Um, Jimmy in Quadrophenia when he revisits Brighton when there's no one about. Very, very strange feeling. Pub's quiet. Um, yeah, just not, you know, you see in the sights, but not in the same sort of um, way we have done. Yeah, a bit, bit weird. Anyway, just sort of share that with you. Over. Stuart is our news round update. Um, it's so nice to taste Estrella again in a plastic glass. Brilliant. Oh, and I've nicked a little souvenir. 
Stuart Izzard, news round update. I have nicked a souvenir. Well, round up for the day, Stuart is Oz news round. Beep, 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 beep. We're just back to Victoria Station. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, probably not a bad thing, we finished eighth as well. So, uh, yeah, but Pepe looks a baller again. Um, yeah, really good. Have a beer with a lad. What do you reckon, Chaz? It's decent, it's decent. So it was decent, apparently. Um, yeah, no, really good. And uh, look forward to catching up with you boys tomorrow night on the pod, end of season do. And um, yeah, sweet brothers. Ciao. So there you go. Um, you you seem to sober up quite a bit at the end there, Stuart. Did I? Did I? <laughs> Did um, really? At one point, you sent us your bar bill. So there was, you went to the Victoria. There yeah. was like a checking system that seemed to infuriate you that you had to wait fifteen minutes to get it a drink. It wasn't waiting, Matt. It was. It was. So the doors open, and the the lady comes to the door, and she was like, "Oh, oh, have you been waiting for?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah." And she said. You're back for the football, aren't you? And they said, yeah. She said, oh, it's great. I hope you have a lovely day. Couldn't have been more polite. But then you walk in and it's like, right, so use your NHS track and trace app. I'm mm. like, what fucking track and trace app? Oh, well, you'll need to download that. So I'm standing there but fucking the one that don't down. work? Well, anyway, <laughs> I've, I've downloaded it. You've got to scan the barcode thing, get all that. Then shows... Us round to a table, yeah, two, we only want two seats, that's great, no bother, sit on bums there. Right, we don't serve you, as in, we don't come over and ask you what you want, you've now got to download this app. I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm downloading apps, putting in details, I said, Charlie, all I want's a fucking beer. <laughs> well, got finally got the beer. Now, listen, this is where it's great. Because once you're set up, you're all right. Once you're set up, it's the fucking dog's bollocks. Oh, it is. You just literally, my mate did it in a pub. You just say this is what you want. Next minute later, they just turn up with your beer. Yeah. John, I was outside having a fag, got me pint in my hand, and I was finishing it off, and I thought, oh, I need another beer. So I fucking just clicked on the app, 
Bosh, pint. Yeah. By the time I stub my fag out and come back in, Charlie's gone, they've just put another beer on the table. I'm like, get in there. It was, <laughs> it was magical. It was, it was absolutely magical. Like, as if by magic, a beer appears. <laughs> there, was, there, was another, there was another couple of guys came in, and they were sitting at one of the tables near where the pizza thing is. Yeah. And um, I heard the same, almost the same thing that was going through my head when I was downloading the app. He's like, I can hear him saying to his mate, I only want a fucking pint, but yeah. he's, he's having to download the app as well. And it's like, yeah, I've just been fooled, that shit, mate. But it's worth it. Once, <laughs> once it's done, once it's done, it's a thing of beauty. It, you know, it really, no queuing up and then trying to get back from the bar with like drinks and down those two steps with bodies in. Oh, it's fucking great. I loved it. Yeah, but it so, is great because the place isn't full. That, that system wouldn't work no 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 you'd be fine no, no. full up yeah yeah the yeah. bit that made me laugh about what you just said though the woman opened the door and goes oh you're here for the football yeah because you really wouldn't be opening if i fucking wasn't here for the football you know what i mean it's like yes did you not know it's the day that everyone goes back to football why else would i be standing out here and pissing down the rain it does yeah. change it yeah. does change in that victoria though doesn't it you do get like it change well after after about sort of six or seven at night on a Saturday, it changed the clientele starts to sort of rotate into the young local trendy ones. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's what yeah. happened at uh, Barcosa, Matt. You yeah. Know, when we used to go back, uh, obviously like the good old days of getting to about half eight, Abby locks the doors, brings out the ashtrays, and we just all sit there at the back, about I don't know, two dozen of us. Which is probably why at the end of the day, the fucking, well, the pub didn't have to close for that reason. It had to close because of the rents. But once, uh, and this is the weird thing, right? Yeah, during lockdown, now it's called The Lamb and Liquor. Uh, One of the bands I go and see, the men who would not be blamed for nothing, they was advertising a charity thing to raise money for that pub. Oh, it's the best pub on the way road. I thought, hold on a minute, it's only been called that for a few years. (laughs) <laughs> he's like, like what are you talking about you know it's a football boozer right but yeah. at night time it's got all trendy yeah and all the hipsters get yeah yeah there. yeah i mean it's, before, it's near it's, is it the pub nearest the garage effectively as well uh, uh no yeah, not the garage got... you're talking about yeah. the garage nightclub yeah because no, no, they'll no, have no. like indie music on there as well won't they and stuff no no because you've got what's name over the road um, oh yeah, oh, next to the stage, the bowl or whatever it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you got the famous cock. Yes, the famous okay. cock and the one around. You got the, the corner. web spoons around the corner. Yeah, and the white swan. Yeah, and then you got the one around the other corner. Uh, is it the junction? I suppose there's. It's right by the college, though, isn't it? So there's going to be young creative types who are going to go in there and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. And it probably yeah. did have a bit of that when when it was Barcosa. But um No. No, it was a football pub on a Saturday when it's Barcosa. Yeah, but it just you know, if you went there not on a Saturday when the game was on, you'd find a different client oh, yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. So but, you know, it's what it is. I mean all those pubs have been struggling, haven't they? I mean they, we've lost a lot of pubs in this lockdown business because people just, uh, you know, pubs are 
are endangered as it is. And when something like this came along, it just made it even worse. So, Pubs are endangered as it is because, A, especially down south in London, whatever, the prices they charge. Right? If you can get the same pint up north for two quid less than you do down south, and a lot of that comes down to the rents of the landlords because the landlords are greedy. Mm. You know, I remember sitting in uh, Clark and Will Shoreditch Court when Abby came out and I said, hello, mate. He went, oh, you're doing it? I said, I'm working. He just looked at me and said, I've lost a pub because mm. it was rents. They, they just freaking put the rents up to an astronomical amount. Yeah, Why, yeah. It's like where I'm at the moment. Loads of shops are closed because the landlord stuck £6,000 a year on the rent. Now, these are shops that weren't even open. And I was expected to find another six grand a year. So the hobby shop that has been here since the 50s, it did all tools and screws, but it's also called the hobby shop, closed. After 60, 70 years of being here, closed. The, the curtain shop, closed. Now, several shops have just Was it dark, John? Was it dark? Guys, have a joke there somewhere. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> you said... The, the curtains, the curtain shop, yeah, 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 it was dark. <laughs> did you hear <laughs> about? Did you hear about the boy who took a pencil to bed? Yeah, so he could so draw, draw the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, carry on. That's no, all right, but that is what a lot of it comes down to. I was chatting a few people, and they're going like, "The landlords, you know." And the thing is, up in London, it might get even worse. Because if you see the amount of private companies that have realised that their staff don't have to come in and they're renting, <clears throat> say, three floors in a, in an office block and it's costing them, rent's costing them 10 million quid a year. Mm. And then they can go, well, don't need three floors now. I only need one. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so it's all going to happen, isn't it, now? Lose 20 million quid a year. So if they've got other properties, like if they own boozers or if they own shops, like shops in there, they're going to palm their losses off onto these people, you know, rather than just keeping it ease. So they're making sure that helping landlords do not help their customers. Well, I mean, the pro- the problem with the problem with it all is that there won't be the people in central London for a long time, will there? No, but no. people have no reason to go to work. They've worked that out. They didn't need to be in central London to do their job. No. Um, so the whole of central London is going to change. And yeah. that includes Islington and it includes, you know, that whole area, Finsbury Park and uh, around there, City Road, all of that is, there's a lot of big businesses up there. Um, yeah, yeah. And if people are working at home, they don't need to go on the tube or yeah. risk, risk that. And they don't need to pay all that money um, for rent. They don't have no to buy their lunch or go to the pub after. Yeah. But the thing is, no one ever thinks about dropping a price. Uh, what's a good example of that? Well, a good example of that was Dagnum and Redbridge, right? They built a new stand. Lovely stand. It's got a roof on, everything. They have to use it for away fans. Now, let's just say it seats 3,000 people. If they're lucky, they might get three or 400 away fans in it. And why? Because they up the price to go in there, the home fans wouldn't pay it. The home fans stand behind the goal where there's no cover whatsoever. So it's pissing down the rain or it's, I've been there, it's mental sunshine. 
I had to go and stand around near the box to get some shaved. It was unreal. (laughs) So rather than thinking, well, look, we could get a thousand people in here at £20 a ticket, they get two or three hundred people in there at 25, 30 quid a ticket. And Mm. so they got, it appears they have no economic sense whatsoever Mm. to get a thousand fans in there. Then you know what I mean? Fucking bollocks. But well, we I mean, I guess we'll see whatever happens from... It's not just London, is it? It's all the other big urban cities that... Yeah, yeah large, definitely large, different. ...large amounts of people commuting into that are going to suffer. The, the businesses are going to suffer. Some of those businesses have been there for 100 years. Some pubs have been there for 200 years. You're, you're basically, your, your, your commuters will suffer. You know, if you look at, like, TFL, they look at their books... And go right. So uh, we're only getting fifty percent of the people we normally get. So our revenue's been cut by fifty percent. Let's put the train fares up. Well, they do that <laughs> anyway. So I mean, yeah. they'll pull it up I even think, more. I think there's they'll a, pull it I up even more. I think there's another thing with <clears throat> with the. I'm not saying people won't go out and and do because you know it is a social part of your life, but I think. When you said, John, about the price, five pounds and all that a pint, and you think, you know, quite a few of my mates have said it, you, you could go and get 18 cans of Stella for 13 quid. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's two and a half pints in a pub, you yeah. know, and, and so I think although people will still perhaps go out, they won't go out as often as they did, you know, because they've got into this habit of, well, I can have a beer indoors, you know. I mean, so many pubs were going room. under anyway, weren't they, in the last yeah, few years but... before the pandemic hit? And actually, it probably makes people want to be a bit more social, but probably a, a bit closer that, to think, home. I think you've got that You've got that initial want to catch up with friends, people you haven't seen and, and meet up and chat. And, but that will that'll go yeah. by the wayside. Yeah. And I think people have realised how much money they've saved with with not doing what they've done and, and they've been spending it on their houses, you know, yeah. having them done up different things. And and I think, it, well, the, the, listen, the whole thing has changed people's way of life, hasn't it? In, yeah. in some of it in such minor ways, but it will, it will be a long-term thing. You know, how many, how many people... Stuart, right? Yeah, he was chatting to his mate and when the pubs reopened before, this was the last time when they reopened, Right, and uh, he bumped into his mate and said, "Oh, the pubs are having your out, mate." And he went, "I ain't going down the pub." He said, "But you was down the pub every night." He went, "Yeah, I know." And now I'm saving about three hundred and fifty pound a week. Yeah. And he went, "I can basically go down to Tesco's. I can buy eight cans of beer for about nine quid." <laughs> he said, "Well, they, why yeah, do I, I want mean, to go back to a boozer?" Well, lots <laughs> of people, lots of people, eh? A, because they had money, and B, some of them were doing them themselves, and, and it was something to do if they weren't busy or, or whatever. But lots of people, if you've got a garden that, that can accommodate yeah. it, they've put in man caves, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, yeah, not bars. saying a man yeah. cave, a man cave, but they put in a, you know, built a shed, <coughs> and then they've plasterboarded it all out, done it all up, put a bar, bar area in it, and... And, and, you know, doing more things at home, you know, rather than going to a pub. And I, 
there's a guy. Um, I know this isn't football talk, but um, the guy I work with, Sean, his uncle was saying he, he's just had a shed built, put up at his house. And the company that had done it, I think he said he had eight blokes working for him. Since lockdown, I think he's he's gone up to about 40 blokes now working for him, where so many people have had sheds built or, you know, to turn into a man cave or, or, or whatever, you know, an extra bit of space. And he said he's inundated with work because, and people having offices, you know. So let's have an office put in the garden. We'll have a shed and we'll turn it into an office, but properly decked out, you know. So the, the people are definitely changed over this and, and, and won't go back as quick, you know. And also, if you look at it as well, Stuart, you've got a situation where you can have your mates around your garden because uh, once like all this, when it lives fully, have as many people as you want in your garden. You can have parties every night. You might have a dozen of your mates around in your garden. Yeah. And then you're in a situation where you listen to the music you want. You haven't got dickheads in the boozers. You haven't got loads of fights going on in your garden, hopefully. You know, <laughs> so you're in a situation where, uh, you know, you can just literally accommodate what you wish to accommodate. Yeah. Where you I, live. I, I mean, you know? yeah. Where I am, you know, we've got one pub and and it's a social thing. You know what I mean? Lots of people, older people in the village use it to have food and things like So I think somewhere like the Bell will be fine. But when you're talking about, like, just for example, the Holloway Road, with, with all, all the different ones scattered around down there, they're not all going to be able to cope with it. You, you, they're not all going to get through it. That, that's more what I'm saying. And especially with, with, again, now we've just finished the football season, this would be their worst time of the year now till August. And and you still don't know then what's coming in August. So I'd be worried. I'd be worried for a lot of them. Yeah. yeah but put it like this, the Victoria the Victoria Tavern, they're, they're, they should be quite happy with what I did for them yesterday. Exactly. At one point, you <laughs> sent a text of of what your bar bill was. And I think you'd only been there about 45 minutes. <laughs> Not catching up to do, mate. Yeah. Well, talking of catching up, we need to catch up a bit on the show now. I uh, love yeah. football. Um, so <laughs> we're going to do the awards. It's the, it's the Block 5 BAFTAs. Um, so, just did a quick chat, really, about some of the um, different awards we want to give out. One is, uh, first of all, let's go for an easy one. Well, I mean, it's an easy one to think about. Goal of the season. What do, what do we think? Any ideas? I can't remember any. The only thing oh, I, I knew you were going to say that. Shall I give you some... I remember is one of El Nenny's belters. Was that the Europa? Europa against Benfica? Yeah, in the, the away leg, where we sort of sort of scored three um, one, wouldn't it? Yeah, the one after Gabriel 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 had done that header. Was that against them? I can't it was one of El Nenny's. 
Willie Ann's actual free kick that he scored. And there was one that Pepe scored. It was fucking beauty straight in the top corner. Kieran Tierney's at West Brom. Yes. Oh, that was I, yeah. I like that one. That was one of those... It was, it was like a Saturday night, weren't it? It was... Snowing. Was it the 2nd of January or something? It was like was the that the day one where he just got fed ago. up because the forwards weren't doing anything, so he'd just done it himself? Yeah. He cut yeah. inside on his right foot, didn't... Uh, yeah, on his right yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And smacked yeah. it in. Um, I like that one. Uh, yeah. I think as well, there was one Pepe scored. Um, well, who was it against where he sort of juggled it between his feet and instantly shot? I think it might have been one of the, Euro- the um, Europa League games. One of the group stage games. Where he I sort can't of hit, remember. And... Um, there was a Lacazette one where there was sort of a pass in um, sort of Sabas did a back flick that was quite recent wasn't it um, yeah where, where was Granite Xhaka's free kick who was that against that wasn't a bad one was that against Crystal Palace no that was, was a couple of seasons ago we did know, that when we had that um, lime green kick um, oh yeah yeah no, it was at home wasn't uh, it but he, he, he sort of yeah I can't remember who it was against but that was he sort of you thought someone else was going to take it and he just went no I'm fucking having that and wallop no, yeah that's 30 odd yards out it was a good one yeah yeah I can't yeah. remember any of them to be honest uh, was the it away at Leicester that one uh, might have been no, might have no, been. no it wasn't that was we're Louise. fucking useless we're we? terrible yeah I'm, I mean, I, I, I have I to say, that in my mind, it's the Tierney goal against West Brom because that was the game after. Um, it was the game after we beat uh, um, Chelsea, and we suddenly really looked good. And we, I think, we won that game four nil. Three one, wasn't it? I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Did they score? I can't remember. Uh, it was against against West Brom 4 0. Yeah. Oh, oh. With goals from Saka and two from Lacazette in the second half. Two in three minutes in the second half. Right. Um, I mean, I, in the snow. My, my personal favourite. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, Kieran Tierney, I think we'll, we'll probably get the vote, but. My personal favourite was just that that goal, the first goal the other night. Just a because I was there watching it, but just the slickness of that move, the back heel, the cross, the volley. It was football poetry. It, it really was. I thought I thought it was a really good move. Not not the best finish, but but a really good move. I'll but tell you another I, one for me. For me, tell you what, I'm happy to go with. I'm happy to go with that one if you want, Stuart, because I can't. No, 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 I don't. I'm, I'm quite happy with Tierney's. I'm quite happy with I quite liked um, as well. There was the one in the FA Cup. We had multiple goal. We had multiple passes, and then Lacazette finished it off. I think that was a good one. Um, was that, that was against, a great team cup. Was that against? Oh, was it? And that was the game where there was an absolutely fantastic goal scored by somebody else. There was two great was goals. It, it was a team goal and an individual goal. 
So you, you can tell we've all done our homework. I know, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was that away at Southampton, that Lacazette one? Not sure. <laughs> I'm just going to look on YouTube. No, no chance. Uh, I'm just going to Google Arsenal's best goals 2021. Uh, nothing uh, matched. <laughs> <laughs> Can't find anything matching your search. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, obviously... Um, I, I mean, I remember the Smith the Smith Row goal as well in the FA Cup against Newcastle, where he got sent off, and then it was overturned, and he came and oh, he yes. went on to score the goal. That was a good goal as well. Yeah, and he Which, thoroughly he thoroughly deserved the goal, didn't he? Yeah, you um, know, I like that one. Um, and Saka's goal, third the third goal against Chelsea, where he he's it looks like a cross and it's hit the post and gone in. That was a good goal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. No, he did wink when he said he meant it, though, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, true. So, what, are we going to go for Tierney's goal against West Brom? I think so. Yeah, I it think so, sort of represents yeah. the, everything that was good about uh, him in yeah. that season. What about uh, the game of the season? What do, you, what do you think sort of stands out as the best game of the season for us? I, I, I think what you've just mentioned, I think the... Um, the Chelsea game, everything, everything. I think we had fourteen. Did we have fourteen points? No. What did we have? At, yeah, we, we were. We it was. It was a turning point, wasn't it? Because we went yeah, on. And I, yeah, for me, we we. I, I think we all thought we were going to get beat. The way we were playing, and then Mikel decides to play Smith Rowe and. Loads of pressure, loads of pressure on Mikel because you're thinking he loses this one. They, they, they could sack him. It was that mm, sort of mm. close. And 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 we played really well. We, you know, it wasn't... I know Chelsea came into it later on in the game, but they were playing well at the time anyway. And and I, I just... Yeah, for me, that, that, that was one of them nights where... And we haven't had many this season where you come away after the game like quite proud of the team, which I don't I don't think you can really say that over this season. I think no, most I of mean, the games when you most, look at, most look, of the games Look at look at like this year overall, we've done okay, but when you think of the win against Tottenham after that Rabona goal, um, and you know, it didn't it didn't feel like we had won in the most spectacular fashion or anything. Then you had like the West Ham game where we were 3-0 down and came back to 3-3. So we've shown some sort of spirit at times, but, and you know, in the, this year we've done okay, haven't we? But, you know, some of the games where we're 1-0 we're up against Wolves at that game and um, uh, Louise gets sent off, then they score an absolute worldie. It's all, yeah, you know, I things mean, just sort of, games just crumbled or Burnley where we, we you know, we struggled to, they, we're giving away goals. Um, we're talking about the worst match of the season now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I yeah, mean, I no, think Chelsea, that, that, Chelsea was a, a highlight. I think maybe um, the second leg against um, Slavia Prague as well, 4-0 in the quarterfinals. That was a good game. 
Yeah. You know, we, we, yeah. we quickly dispatched them after it had been a kind of awkward one-all draw um, at home. And then we've gone away and absolutely um, battered them before half-time. Um, didn't, we, didn't we have a goal... Didn't we have a goal ruled out as well? Didn't, didn't we have a goal ruled out early on? That's right, yeah. Joking. Yeah, and we so, didn't really you know, know why. I mean, um, we could have really smashed them up. Yeah, and it was, you know, the the fact that Pepe, Saka, Lacazette, they're all scoring in that first half. Um, so maybe that one for me. I, it looked like, okay, maybe we can win this competition at that point, wasn't it? A little bit. Like, maybe this is where we've got our confidence in this in this competition. Just a shame that the... the in a way, it's a shame that we had to play Villarreal and Unai Emery. And it kind of just... Whatever mind games went on in that semi-final, he won them, really, didn't he? Are you there still? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you reckon then? Chelsea or Slavia Prague? For me, beating Spurs was enough. Beating Especially Spurs? Like, you know, the fact of the matter is, they was like, oh, we're so amazing. We've won the league five times this season. And, uh, and we beat them. And that was that. Shut them up. Put them back in their place. So, uh, yeah, that's for me. But Chelsea game was a good game. Other than that, I literally cannot remember much beyond what happened on Sunday. Okay. Um, Stuart, what do you reckon? Sorry, Matt. I've just had my daughter come in and talk to me. So I was... Uh, John's voted for the Spurs win. Well, what, as his, as his game of the season? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's always nice to beat Tottenham, but like I say, I, I just think we were under immense pressure and the result, the, the Chelsea game for me, I, I think would be my favourite game of the season. I think it saved Arteta's Arsenal career, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just, I mean, in that little period at Christmas when we beat Brighton and then we beat, we beat Chelsea, we beat Brighton, we beat West Brom. And then kind Newcastle was very Newcastle in the cup, and it all sort of started to fall back in place a little bit. Yeah. So okay, we'll go with that. But an honourable mention for Tottenham. Okay, let's um, player of the season. I like to. I know it's what Saka's done, but the most consistent player when he's played overall is Tierney. Saka's coming and done a lot of good stuff, but there are games where he hasn't done a lot and he's drifted in and out. For me, total consistency and also being 100% passionate, doing everything he can to try and just get Arsenal to do the business Mm. when he basically had like 10 players around him that didn't really give a shit. I'm going to go with Tierney. I know you guys are going to go with Saka because he's done great. But for me, the one man who at the moment epitomises Mr. Arsenal, for me, is Kieran Tierney. Well, OK. Well, that, that, let's, I mean, I've put down here another award, which I've called the Breakthrough Award for a young player. Um, so that might change our opinion. I'm going for Tierney as well. I think he represents everything that's good about, that should be good about Arsenal. And, you know, he's the, the, the kind of um, the simplicity 
he sees the game in and the skill he's got. He's he's our best player in lots of ways. Um, in terms of his attitude, I agree. Um, I mean, what is he? 23, 24. Yeah. And he's won more more trophies at that age than Spurs had for the last 50 years. And, you know, within a few months of him playing for Arsenal, he's been talked about as, like, our, you know, our Chelsea, our Man United are going to come for him. And you just think when people say that sort of thing, you know, they're jealous, really, <laughs> of a, of a he's player. He's going nowhere for the next couple of years. If we don't do anything and win anything in about two or three seasons' time, then he'll be off. But mm. he's only just signed a contract and, you know, he's going to be there for at least another two years. And I think we're making captain because I really don't see anybody else to be captain. It's you know, I think he's the only person who can be. Stuart, what about you? See, I think you two have just both picked your favourite player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and listen, and what you said is, yeah, it's so right. I mean, he, he has been fantastic, he, absolutely fantastic. The only reason I cannot, um, and I don't think he should get player of the season, is because he's missed so many games. Mm. Whereas Bukayo Saka has played a heck of a lot of games, uh, all sorts of different positions on the pitch, left back, you know, wherever, right mid. Well, And he's a young lad and he has dragged Arsenal through this season. For such a kid with, with, with you know, with not, not a lot of experience, as in first-team experience, I couldn't believe... This is our little-eyed sin of Saka. When you watch him on the telly, which we have to, had to do for the last 15, 16 months, mm. right? I couldn't believe quite how, I'm not saying he's big, but how quite strong-looking he is in, in, in live. In the flash. You know, at, at, the, at, at the Palace game, he was right in front of me, and I was like, fucking hell, you're bigger than I, I, I thought you were. You know, and I I just think um, the back heel, and I know it was a good ball in from Tierney, but the back heel from Saka for that goal on Wednesday, I keep saying that one, but for me, Bukayo Saka all season has been our most consistent and, as we're voting on, our best player. You know, the thing is, though, Stuart, his actual contribution in terms of uh, what he's done for production of goals, he's got less than double figures of assists and he's only got about two or three goals. I just, I just think if there was ever anything good about Arsenal for most games this season, it's come through Saka. I mean, the reason I, I chose Tierney in this one and Saka in the other category is because the kid's 19. And when, you know... Which if, I think which I think makes it even more... It's more remarkable, yeah. But I think, I, you know, in Tierney, you've got a player who's won championship medals with Celtic and is a proven winner and, you know, a more... A, a more... And Matt, Matt, 
I'm 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 quite happy for us to give Tierney the the award. You know, I'm I'm, I'm but for me, he hasn't played enough games to give him our best player of the season. I, 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 yeah, I, I get what you're but, saying. But from 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 both of what you and John said, I totally understand why you would would say what you said about it. And and had he played another 10, 10 games this season with the way he can play in games, I, I, I think he would be head and shoulders our, our best player. But I just think for, for such a young lad to, to have, have matured the way he has this season, um, and, and we missed him yesterday. There's no two ways about it. We weren't, you know, you just think every time that boy has got that ball, something can happen. Which, which is what any football fan going into a ground, that's the sort of player you want. And, and to a point, Pepe done a bit of that yesterday. But, you know, it, it's that excitement. Whenever he gets the ball, you just think something, something could happen. And I'm not saying every time. No one does it every time. You just get that feeling with him that that's... that's and for, and for me, the best player. But I'm, I'm more than happy to go with Tierney. I, I totally understand why you're saying it. But for me... I would just edge Saka as 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 the best player, and I mean there is I, I put this as a young uh, young player award because we have got so many, and I you know my vote would be for him because I think you know give him a couple more seasons and not only will he be the best player, he'll be the one dictating he'll be for Manchester City. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he'll be you know maybe even next year he'll be dictating. The play, and at the minute, I don't think he does that completely in in when he plays. No. But I mean, he is, you know, move, if we're moving on to young player, I've, I've, there's only one that can get that, and that's Smith Rowe. You know, yeah. a, a, a lad that that wasn't on the scene a because of injury early part of the season, but but now, you know, he, he he's got a play, isn't he? And, yeah. and again, is he is he nineteen as well? Um, so for me, he he'd be the one that wasn't playing in the first half of the season, and and you know, there's something that clicks there. That how come we've been better in the second half of the season than we were in the first half of the season? Yeah, yeah. And and that's because of Smith Rowe's emergence. And listen, lots of friends of mine that that I speak to, and they always go, "Who's that one with a double barrel fucking Rose Rose something bloke?" And, and you're like, what, Emil Smith-Rowe, that's him. Yeah, I like him. He's a good player, isn't he? The thing is, as well, Stuart, I think the reason why we're better in the second half of the season is we managed to get rid of certain players that I think upset upset the club. Mm. Ozil, getting rid of Ozil, I think, was the main reason why that club turned round and we did okay. Yeah, and I totally agree with you, John. I totally agree Smith with that. Smith Rowe as well. Don't get me wrong, Smith Rowe as well, but that, it's, about, and that's, it's a contributing factor of the shadow, this like really shit atmosphere at Arsenal because of certain players that were in that squad. And yeah. once soon as we got them out, and I think once we get a Bama Yang out, well, we're not going to get a Bama Yang out, but if we could, then it will almost be like sunshine every day. Well, <laughs> well uh, uh, John, and I think that's why I would definitely give Smith Rowe the young player because yeah. it gave Arteta 
him emerging gave Arteta the confidence to definitely get rid of those because because he could yeah. see that he got he could put trust in such a young lad to, to and not say he wouldn't make mistakes or, or do things wrong, but he had the trust in him, you know, that that he could afford to let these players go because he knew he got a decent lad coming through. Oh, that well, he I'll give you Saka for the player of the year. Go on, take Saka. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, Smith Rowe. I mean, Smith Rowe is like, he's like, you know, there's bits Have of... Have we got a best Scottish player of the season? <laughs> Can bit... we have the... Because uh, I'd like... Be I'd I'd like Bukayo Muksaka. There's <laughs> a thing is, Saka got it last year over Tierney. Or did over he? Leno. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I can't. He did. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a Saka. <laughs> You're an all day Saka. Um, <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, so all right, we'll go for Saka and Emma Smith Rowe. And dud of the season was William. So, <laughs> I mean, I, that, that I don't be, think there's any doubt. There's there. no doubt. There's no doubt, is there? Really? No. He's um, definitely going now, isn't he, Willian? He's definitely. <laughs> you're just checking again, John. Yeah. David Louise is definitely going. He was yeah. quite emotional. Have you seen his. Nah. Yeah, he's very. Very. He obviously had um, a good impact on. Players coming in, particularly from Brazil, and you know, because we got uh, Gabriel and we've got um, Martinelli and everyone, so there must be some. It's almost like he's their sort of uh, their their coach, if you like, not in just in football, but in coping with London and life. And I think all we're going to miss him now because I tell you what, my his ability to put a pass in. He was one of our best passers of the ball. And when he was on form, when he was on song, he was head and shoulders above every other defender we got at that club. John, hmm. do, you know, do you know what? And I used to say this to a Chelsea mate of mine when he, when he was at, uh, obviously playing for Chelsea. When we talk about someone to play alongside someone, you know, if you had... you. For me, you could play David Luiz as that holding midfielder. Yeah. You know, he's not your very last line of defence. He, he will do it, but he he'll do the simple things. And if it means that it's got to go 30 yards down the left-hand side so that, that Tierney can run onto it or, or, you know, a little chip over the top, over the halfway line into someone who's – he will do that all day long. Yeah. But he's not. He's he's always likely to blow up and make some sort of error, and and yeah. it's just. But it's the typical. And where you don't want that is in the box. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but if if you if you played him as as your holding midfielder, um, he he'd be fucking outstanding. If yeah, you look at Petit, Petit was a centre back before he came to Arsenal. Yeah, and Wenger yeah. did exactly the same thing. Yeah. stuck him in midfield. Yeah, and obviously Louise didn't have the engine that um, Petit had, but no. I thought Louise was a very good player. He had his moments where you think, oh, you know, he's shit, but overall, I thought he was a really good player for us. I think 
defensively great, passing ability great, coming with the odd goal when we needed it. You know, I, I like Louise. It's a shame that uh, he has gone. Like you say, it's a shame that I don't know whether he's going to retire, but if he does move to another club, maybe they will stick him I as a holding midfielder. I think he's going. I think he's going to go to Benfica, isn't he? Uh, that's oh, really? what well, yeah. I think. I think did he not play for them when he first started in Europe? I think there's there's there's, there's some affiliation with Benfica. I think mm-hmm. that was the first European team that brought him from Brazil and it started it off. And I and I think they want him. That that that's what I'm hearing, but or or the the talk. But yeah, no, he's not going to give up. That, that's for sure. He's he's still going to play for another couple of years, I think. But yeah, just not with us and. Yeah, like I say, we've all moaned about his faults, but we've also bigged him up at times about his, his good performance. I mean, maybe, um, maybe. I, I, I mean, I, I, I really like Gabriel, but I feel like he is the young boy to. Um, he's always been the sort of young boy to David Luiz's dad sort of figure, and now he's gone, and Gabriel can start to stand on his own two feet and be a bit more commanding yeah. in his own right. And I really yeah. hope that, you know, when we saw him at the beginning of the season, we were all pretty amazed by him. And yeah. as he's had injuries and stuff, he, and he had COVID potentially quite badly. But, you know, yeah. there has been times where he's looked tremendous, you know, absolutely yeah. tremendous. And it just, I feel like that actually if he's more senior, seen as more senior as a defender, that might do him a bit of good. You know, if he's going to get picked every week, that might do him a bit of good. Because he seemed got, to come right. in and out of the side. He got sent off a few times in bad uh, bad moments. Um, but, you know, but it, that's all a learning process for a young defender. And Definitely. And we've got to make, we've got to make a bit of room in the squad. For, for uh, Saliba. You know, well, yeah, well, £28 million for a, how old is he? 18, 19, yeah. whatever, 20 now. So they they've got to start the. If we're going to start to rebuild, you you want to rebuild with players of Gabriel Saliba, their age, not not thirty two, thirty three, thirty four year old ex Brazilian international captains, do you? Yeah. The one thing we need at Arsenal is a settled defensive unit. Yeah. No chopping, changing. No, this one's coming in. Change my mind. That one's coming in. We need if we're gonna if we're gonna go forward and play the back three, then he's basically got to go Gabriel, Holding, and Saliba as our back three. That's it. Right? Don't start fucking around with it because our defences have been great because we always knew what our defence was. Or even all, I mean, I mean, even Callum Chambers, I think, could be one of those three. Um, yeah, or even yeah. in fact I think Callum Chambers could probably play in that holding midfield role because you've got to remember you've got to remember Pablo Mari he's not yeah. a bad defender no no, but he's alright as a backup yeah uh, I but... think we need to keep the same back three playing game in game out unless one of them gets injured or yeah. one of them suspended I, I... I'd, I'd like to see the same eleven every week, John. You know, once Arteta knows yeah. what his what his first eleven is, that's it. That's your first eleven. You, you, you're done with with everything else. You you 
you you pick maybe a different bench if you think you, someone may not have the full ninety in them or whatever, but but wary of it. Or you might want to change tactics to if you're away from home, you might if we're a goal up, might think well they shore it up. I'll stick an extra cup. But yeah, you 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 do want to just see that settled. Yeah, right. We're playing Saturday. Who we got? Well, we know that he's going to play Pepe on the right, Saka on the left, Martinelli through the middle, Partey and Xhaka and you know Smith Rowe. Just just once you got it, stick with it and and and, yeah. and keep and keep going with it. And here's the dilemma: the the person who beat Ian Wright's goal scoring record, seven goals in seven games. This isn't even playing for us at the minute. I know, I know. And that just, that's another example of what happens when you play a player week in, week out. Yeah. Um, and, you but know, he's, to be he's got... to be fair, Matt, to be fair, even Newcastle haven't always started him. They no, have no, had him as true. a sub. They have, he hasn't know, broken and... the record, Matt. He called it. Shearer's got the record. No, I mean, it was the last time someone scored seven goals in seven games was Ian Wright. For a cut for Arsenal, obviously. But he didn't score. He didn't Arsenal. score him for Arsenal, no. But he's an Arsenal player, effectively scoring seven yeah. goals in seven but games. I, I don't think he fits in our squad. I know what he did at Newcastle. He's better off staying there. Maybe. I mean, worth, I suppose it's made that. us. It's it's probably he's it's put he's put done, a big price done, tag on. Him. Yeah, he's done his best to make himself indispensable at yeah. Newcastle, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Maitland Niles. Make make the Niles, we look, and um, the other lad, I can't remember his name. Uh, Gwen Doozy. No, Gwen Doozy ain't going to come back anytime soon. Well, he is. He's back, isn't he? Reese Nelson. Reese Nelson, them three do not have a future at Arsenal. I know everyone wants Willock to come back, but I just don't see it. I mean, I'm not the manager, and maybe if we keep any of the three... Maybe it is Willock, but I don't see him getting above so many other players. He's in the same mould, isn't he, of, of the Smith, Rose and Sackers, really, isn't he? So I just don't you're, think he's good. You're, you're kind so of... Can you hear the rain? No, but I can see it out my window. Uh, now I wonder, because I'm in the conservatory, it's Joy, quite noisy. Joy Sims? Uh-huh. I can't stand the rain. rain. My window oh, pain. Wow. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's stop talking about football and start talking about the Bernie Inn because it's our end right. of season no, meal. I need a piss. It's, it's our burn. end of season I meal and it's time for Quick Fire John. Well, there goes the spaghetti bolognese. That cooker drives me mad. It's not the cooker needs changing, it's the cook. Hey, come on. We'd be better off at a Bernie. For a great steak at a fair price, a good choice of fish and poultry dishes, a friendly wine list, and even friendlier service, you're better off at a Bernie Steakhouse. I might ruin the dinner every night. I thought you did. You're better off at a Bernie. Okay. Hello, welcome to the Bernie Inn. Uh, sir, which now offers you, in 1977, even greater choice. Uh, the price you pay no longer includes ice cream or cheese and biscuits, and we've reduced That's our main true. course prices. This means that you're free to choose from our wide selection of desserts. So, do you want to hear the starters, John, on what you're going to go for? 
Yeah, sure. Starters, fruit juice, 33p. Uh, either chilled pineapple, grapefruit, orange, or tomato juice. Soup. Well, I've got to choose one. No, let's hear all the starters. Soup, uh, warm up with the appetizing soup of the day, 55 pence. Farmer's <laughs> choice, uh, our own specially prepared soup that's got croutons, cream, and parmesan cheese in it. Uh, 85p. Pate, a smooth pate of duck liver uh, with triangles of toast. Tomato in a wedge of lemon, £1.15. Seafood Creole. Uh, flake smoked salmon, juicy prawns, seafood laced with a spicy mayonnaise. Uh, with, oh, I mean, that's, well. supposed, that's basically a prawn cocktail. Oh, no, there is a prawn cocktail as well. Delicious prawns served in a seafood dressing with a bed of crisp lettuce, £1.15. Or Tarama Salata, the traditional Greek dish. Uh, is a recent addition to our range of starters. A smooth and delicious fish pate with a blend of smoked cod's roe, lemon juice and garlic, served with triangles of crisp toast. What are you going for? Uh, probably the pate. The pate, sir? Absolutely. A very wise choice here at the Birdie in 1977. Now, uh, we at the Bernie pride ourselves on the consistent quality and freshness of our steaks, which have made uh, our name famous. We want to really enjoy your meal, so uh, when you order, just tell the, exa- the waitress exactly how you'd like your steak cooked, and it'll be done to, to perfection. So, uh, here we go. They're mainly steaks, but there are other options. There's a 10-ounce prime rump steak, £6.25. Uh, there's 8-ounce prime sirloin. £4.80. There's an 8-ounce prime fillet steak for 7 20 Bernie T-Bone. Of course, that became... Didn't it? They banned that, eventually, the T-Bone steak. Yeah, mad cow disease. I said it in Vegas. I had it for breakfast once. Yeah, no, they didn't mind it. Breakfast. They always and, give it uh, T-Bones in, in Vegas. <laughs> that was when I went over there the first time, so it would have been before the operation, so it was 19... 99, possibly 98, okay. 99. And I sat in there and I said to the waiter, I said, this is banned, you know, in England. Didn't have a fucking clue what I was talking about. <laughs> I no idea. America's got no idea what goes on outside. In fact, some people got no idea what goes on outside their state, let alone the rest of the world. Which amazes me that the rest of the world seems so obsessed with America and American politics and Americans do not give a shit about anybody in the world. No. They do not care. Why Why the rest of the world so obsessed about them beggars' belief when the whole world could destroy itself? As long as America's okay, they won't give a fuck. Well, there's nothing more you British know? than a Bernie in, John. So, uh, next choice, a mixed grill for those with a healthy appetite. What? That's what I'm choosing. You can forget everything else. <laughs> well, what, what about chicken chicken cordon bleu? No. Uh, half a roast chicken, half a roast half duck, a fillet of placed, whole dolver sole or deep fried scampi. Is that all in one plate? What? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going for the mixed grill, which is... Um, uh, what... What? Steak, gammon, sausage. What more could you want than a fine... Liver... Uh, it's sure. sirloin steak, grilled gammon, kidney, 
lamb yeah. cutlet and pork sausage. Yeah. Yeah, there go. So no, it needs to have bacon, eggs, and some liver with that. <laughs> or you could go for a, uh, would you like a salad with it? Instead of potatoes no. and peas, that's the only choice. No, potatoes, peas, or beans. You may prefer freshly mixed, mixed salad of lettuce, peppers, no tomato, onion, and cucumber. Sorry? There's no, op- no chips option. There's no pommes frites option. It says potatoes and peas. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't actually say chips anywhere. No, no, because chips weren't invented. For Ch- the chips, in. they're too way too American. Too, like, the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to go for? You're going for the, the mixed grill. So, you've got uh, pate followed by a mixed grill. And finally, the dessert. Uh, so, um, there's a lemon and, lemon and sultana cheesecake, 75p. Sold. That's oh. it. Forget it. Stop. <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> A, fl- a fluffy cheesecake filled with delicious, a delicious toppings, or something like that, or a fruit uh, salad. It's got, Eat a mess. No, there's, got a, no, there's got to be a crumble in it. Yeah. Old English apple pie, apples encased in rich pastry served with cold, so cold with fresh cream or hot with it's luscious like custard. Fire John in the entire world. <laughs> Unless this is it. Unless there is no quick fire John. It's just. What would I fucking choose at a Burnley in the dumpling? <laughs> yeah, well, I think that is it, John. That is it. Is it? So, it? Yeah. Like yeah. quick fire, John. Well, it is quick fire if you if you let me go in with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to go for sorbet sensation. A luscious raspberry sorbet overflowing with tangy black currants topped with real dairy cream and a crisp golden wafer. Is there no spotted dick anywhere? It looks uh, actually the picture of that um, that sorbet sensation looks a bit like two girls one cup. Uh, <laughs> ice ice cream sundae, an irresistible combination of villa and strawberry dairy ice creams, Are real you just strawberry. Off now with a fucking two girls one cup. <laughs> well, what about a Bernie meringue fountain, dairy ice cream on meringue? Neat Sorry. nest, a, a, a meringue nest topped with real blackberries and a fountain of cream, and then there's just ice cream, ice cream, fifty p, or our cheese board, fifty p. I think you used to get That's that like, for, like for like one of those uh, cheese triangles and a cracker. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> a Dairy Lee and a a, a, a a Ritz cracker. Yeah. <laughs> What are you going for for pudding? You're going for the cheesecake? I've got to go cheesecake. There's no crumble. There, no. There's no thing. Then it's got to be cheesecake. No, I'm not sure. Is this still a thing? Because they do... Is there a trifle? There's no trifle. On that, there, there was no trifle, no. Shit, <laughs> Bernie in with shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but wait till you hear. So uh, the, the grand finale, John is the connoisseur coffees. Now, this was a real thing, wasn't it, in the 70s? Where you'd basically just stick different, uh, call it different um, things and put different uh, different alcohol in it. So a full measure of spirit or liqueur served in a warm, a large goblet with lavishing toppings of cream. So you can either have Irish, which is Irish whiskey, famed flavours of the legendary Emerald Isle, Russian, with vodka. With who, vodka. Has, who puts vodka in a coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah a daring dash of Tsar spirit. Parisian brandy. The extravagant taste of French romance. 
Calypso, Tia Maria, the flavour of a carnival and coffee beans. Caribbean, rum, a lively reminder of tropical West Indian nights. Highland, Scotch whiskey, a magical memory of misty highlands. Or Seville, Cointreau, a hospitable hint of sun-ripened oranges. All coffees are served with sugar unless specified. <laughs> so you're fucked. As, as a diabetic, you're fucked, John. <laughs> they're putting no, three specify. sugars in. You're going to specify. specify what, would you, what would you like to go the for? The one with Cointreau. Okay, the Seville. Uh, there you go. Yeah. That's quick fire, John. What it's a lovely... Suave float. It's half that suave float with the Cointreau ads. <laughs> Uh, or you could have had a port for seven fifty six p. Have they got an option of like you know a couple of pies to go with me Seville coffee? <laughs> no, <laughs> it really is as shit as that. I mean, you've had a, come on, you've had a you've had a massive mixed grill and a piece of cheesecake, John. But that was massive that mixed grill. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee it's like he's fucking eating. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like the bill, John? Because <laughs> it's about two pound fifty. <laughs> I reckon I can guarantee the steak was probably five ounce. I mean, uh, it's five ounce. Probably, steak. yeah. It would be a smaller one, wouldn't it? With a three or four ounce bit of gammon. You know, a kidney. They probably give you one. A push two and one sausage, which is going to be sound like a Wolves banger. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be just a straight Richmond. Well, what was the one so, Stuart said last week? Corker, Corker, I actually bought some decent sausages at the weekend. Well, I went, I popped into Sainsbury's, and there was Guinness. Guinness is doing their sausages, okay. so I bought pork sausages flavoured with Guinness and leek, and then I bought some sausages with bacon cheese and leek in so um, yeah I do like a, a sausage I'm a big <laughs> sausage fan you love a sausage you love a sausage made in the Marmite and the Welsh Dragon the Welsh Dragon done by the butchers down the road is phenomenal but other than that yeah so yeah well that's my burn in and I reckon the bill probably comes to about Seven pounds. It does, yeah. <laughs> because I think the, I think the mixed grills at least four pound fifty. It's uh, let's have a look. Mixed grill is five pound eighty five. There you go. Mm. One pound fifteen for the pate, seventy five p for the cheesecake, and ninety five p for your coffee. <laughs> there you Lovely go. stuff. Sort of about a tenth of what Stuart spent in the first hour of the time in the Victoria. <laughs> yeah. That's inflation for you. So, uh, thanks for that, John. I'm Let- going to get a glass of caramel and hazelnut rum liqueur. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, you could call that um, uh, up to your nuts. Two girls, one cup. Two girls, one cup. Up to Arteta's Mrs. Nuts. Oh well, let's move on to the stupid machine.
Now, it's the playoffs this uh, weekend, so I thought we'd do a play-away um, uh, stupid machine. So let's put a quid in. And Brian Kant, a name that's offensive in parts of South London, is doing a play. And, oh, look, there's the baddie from Die Hard 3, Jeremy Irons, who's just threatened to blow up the whole of the BBC unless Derek Griffiths can work out how much water he needs to weigh with two jars to the right amounts <laughs> in the street outside White City. <laughs> and, no. <laughs> Tenuous reference to Die Hard 3 there. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't a great weekend for the Stute Machine. I can't um, remember what I went So you went for Fulham man. to beat Newcastle. Um, oh, yeah. They were at home, their last home game in the Premier League this season. Yeah. And yeah, they lost to West Ham, you had us to draw with Southampton and they finished... That didn't work, they did finished, it? finished strongly. So, not to worry, we've got... Uh, the playoffs are, uh, oh, I'm so fine. confident Matt I'm okay. so confident I am putting money on this this week and I might go Billy Big Large this weekend but um, so playoffs I'm only going to pick two of them okay but I will give my verdict on, on the other one so I think Saturday we've got the Championship playoff, Brentford, Brentford versus Swansea. Brentford Swansea versus yeah. Swansea, and if if Brentford don't go, listen. When I'm talking about this as as a bet, don't. If it, I know we don't have anyone that listens, especially not to me. So, but for God's sake, don't put your money on them to win the game because that'll be taken on the ninety minutes because. These, these could go to penalties. This could go in yeah, extra time. They whatever. Often do, don't they? So, so just just bet them to go up. That that's what I would do. So let, let's just get that right. Brentford, you're someone, talking about, you know. But Brent, Brentford, Brentford to go up. If Brentford don't beat Swansea, I will I will get a hat for the new season of our lot in Block Five podcast, and I will I will eat it live. Um, <laughs> So we, you know, we can have a posh knife and fork. One of those guacamole hats from. Yeah. If if Brentford don't beat Swansea, I will eat my hat. Is guac your guac your guac hat? Yeah, and and it's another team beginning with with B. Yeah, and it is Blackpool to beat Lincoln. Yeah, in the League One. So again, not maybe not in ninety minutes, but. To, to be promoted and I'm going to throw it out there and this is where it's weird because I don't think it's ever happened but these I'm also going to say and I will probably do this as a bet I'm going to put Malcolm in my bet as well oh. um, uh, oh. they've done well you know Malcolm <laughs> just, just doing Aaron Malcolm well. yeah. I just waggle my glasses I'm going to put Malcolm in it yeah um so I'm I'm going to do it as a treble this weekend, but I will do it to be promoted, not not to just to win the game. So right. I can't can't emphasise this enough. Um, Who they? Who Morecambe got? They've got Forest Green, I think. Didn't Forest Green lose yesterday? Oh, so it's Newport, is it Newport then? Another Welsh. I'm going to have a look. Though. I'm going to quickly have a look because Newport yeah, is the one. It, it, it was quite a big old game that one. 
But Malcolm, so, but the reason this is going to sound weird is all three of those sides are the highest placed team in their leagues as well. Yeah. Which I don't think has ever happened in the playoffs because you normally get a surprise. But I'm I'm really confident with with um, Brentford and I'm really confident with Blackpool. Malcolm maybe not so, but I'm I'm gonna go for all three. I'm gonna test my resolve and say that all three of those teams to be promoted this weekend. Or over the bank holiday weekend. So yeah, that's my green, Forest Green one four three after extra time, but Newport one on aggregate five four. Yeah. How did that yeah. happen? Because I think it was level. It was all level, and then although they lost, they got a couple of goals in oh, in, right. in extra time. Yeah. Well, Newport basically. Uh, Forest Green were one, two, three, three new up, and then Newport scored two, and then Forest Green scored one on 87 minutes, and then the Newport got one on 119 minutes. So, right, yeah. yeah. So, but that, that's where I'm going, Matt. The, those three, and it will. I think it will probably be a first if if that happens. But I'm gonna I'm gonna smack large on it. So <laughs> um, yeah, obviously be bet, respon- bet, bet, bet responsibly, bet responsibly, and um, yeah, I, I have been going down like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> but there's always a weekend, that, and I really didn't want to have to bet on the Champions League or Europa League finals. And I'm not even going to talk about, obviously, what I think will happen because if I do and it don't go the way I want it to happen, then life's going to be shit. So <laughs> I'm not talking about it. Okay. Okay. But that, that's, my, that's my bet. That's my bet. I've, I've had my bet on the final. I've put Chelsea to win because I think City are going to buy it. Mm. Okay. Well, let's put another pound in the play away stupid machine. And look, oh look, now Brian Kant's performing to some Cub Scouts in a studio. And he's pointing at a light fitting on his buttock saying, which football team is this? One of the boys has just said Arsenal. No, it's Ipswich. Ipswich, says Brian. Classic moment in live telly. <laughs> <laughs> Little boy saying, Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're uh, aware of that. Anyway, let's go on. Ford <laughs> Institute, Blackpool, Morecambe, and Newport. No, I'm going Brentford, Blackpool, Morecambe. Oh, right, okay. I'll obviously come in at the tail end of that. No, no, so Welsh, Brent, Brent, no, Welsh, no Welsh promotions. No, yeah. Brentford, I think. And I did say to Matthew when we was talking that if... Brentford don't win the championship playoff. When we resume the R Lot in Block 5 podcast for the start of the new season, I will eat the biggest hat that you've got. It's an edible hat. um, (laughs) An edible hat. One of those ones made out. Yeah. Yeah. Guac hat. A guac hat. (laughs) Right. Like seeds in the centre. Okay, let's move on to the the final jukebox challenge of the season. I 
The Jukebox Challenge this week is another uh, winner in a minute. So um, I've got, you've got, who's going to go first? Well, let's talk about your tunes first. Um, what do you want to go for, Stuart? Uh, well, being that yesterday was, as I think I described it, it was like Quadrophenia, where... Jimmy had obviously gone to Brighton when he had the punch-up with the Rockers and all that, and then he, he obviously goes a bit off the rails, and then he goes back to Brighton, and there's no fucker there. And um, that's how I could describe yesterday. Hmm. It, it, it was it was weird, and you know I'm a sucker for Jarvis, and, and I just think something changed. So I want something changed by, by Pulp, please. Lovely stuff. And uh, John, your final choice for for the end of this season? Um, he's going to change his mind. He's, he's changing his mind because you did put a song called yeah. Walking the Dog by Rufus Thomas from 1963. Oh, that is the one. I'm not All changing right. my okay. mind. <laughs> uh, basically, what it is, uh, Kevin Bacon does this very short video clip called uh, Monday Night Blues and he doesn't always play blues so it's obviously just based on the fact that people have gone back to work but uh, he gets his vinyl out so he plays he's got must have a massive vinyl record collection but he's really cool Kevin Bacon you watch some of his stuff where he's just being himself and he's just absolutely cool as and he played this on the last week's one on the last week's what? Monday Night Blues. Oh, right. Is that a program thing? Or it's a YouTube? Facebook thing. Oh, it's right, Facebook okay. and Instagram. Like Facebook Live thing. Literally, it's, it lasts for about one and a half, two minutes. Yeah. Where he plays a snippet of a few records. And, um, yes, so I've just whacked 10 quid on Stuart's picks. <laughs> you haven't done it in 90 minutes John have you Cause no 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 I've got to be promoted yeah what sort of odds have you got uh, 3.66 to 1 yeah it's alright so you get uh, 46 back if it comes yeah, in it's alright yeah I might put 50 on it then <laughs> right pence, okay pence. so who went first last time I think it was you Stuart wasn't it it was me mate yes okay yes. so we're going to lose you for a second okay. and um god uh let's get Stuart Izzard removed from call he's gone so no. yeah gone so uh John this week the quiz uh, end of season is about golden boots and yeah. in the Premier League era there have been quite a few 
players who have won the Golden Boot. Some of them in the same year because they've scored the same amount of goals. So there's quite a lot of strikers here uh, down the years from 1992-93 season right up to this year. You've got uh, a minute to name as many Golden Boot winners as you can, starting now. Harry Kane, Mo yeah. Salah, Thierry Henry, yeah. Obama Yang, because yeah. uh, he shared it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Phillips. Yes. And I'm going to go for either Michael Owen or Robbie Fowler. Or Ian Wright. No, he didn't leave 1992. Uh, who else have we got? We've got. Oh, Eric Cantona, Wayne Rooney, uh, Didier Drogba, yes. uh, Sergio Aguero. Uh, uh, yes, yes, you're right. Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard. Uh, who else have we got? I'm trying to think. Who's been at Newcastle? Uh, Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer must have won the Golden Boot, surely. Um, yes. There you go. Eight. That's good going. That's good going. Yeah. Uh, I don't... The only one I thought you said was... Uh, let me just check. You said uh, Robbie Fowler, and I don't think he did. No, I wasn't no, sure. No. To Liverpool you said Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen. Michael Owen has. Yeah. So, uh, eight out of uh, possible... I don't know, actually. I haven't counted the possibles. But um, let's get Stuart back and see how he gets on. Um, add Mr. Izzard add he's going to be having a cigarette now hello Stuart hello welcome hello. back you, you have, have you got the votes for the Republic of the Bell <laughs> okay so uh, this week's quiz is all about the golden boot so every end of every season since uh, the Premier League began, there's been uh, one or uh, several Golden Boot winners. So all you have to do is name as many of these Golden Boot winners since 1992-93 season as you can. Your minute starts now. Van Persie, Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, Dwight York, yeah. Teddy Sheringham, Thierry Henry, uh, Chris Sutton, uh, um, oh, fucking hell. Um, well, yeah, that's Jürgen, right. Jurgen Klinsmann, um, Ian Wright, uh, Eric Cantona, Andy Coldwhite yes. York. Yes. Um, um, oh, uh, fucking hell. Um, oh, what's his name? Little fucker. At Sunderland, um, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Phillips. Yes, Kevin Phillips. Um, Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane. Yes, Mo Salah. Yes. Um, oh God. Um, Frank Lampard. No, Dick uh, Drogba. You got uh, yeah. Well, Drogba's right, but it was after the time you got thirteen. Um. I count. Oh, okay. uh, John. You didn't get a Bama Yang. <laughs> you didn't get a Bama Yang. Did you get a Bama Yang? Can't remember. No. I can't remember. No, you, you... didn't get a Bama Yang. I was sitting, I was going to say a Bama Yang because he tired, didn't he? 
last yeah, season. Yes, he did with, with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, yeah. Uh, so, um, yes, it's 13. And, John, you got eight. Eight. So, uh, a I good, forgot good... about Andy Cole and Dwight York and all that lot. Yeah, yeah. And when you say them together, it seems quite... And Chris Sutton, you said as well, Stuart, which who won yes. it. He was joint with Michael Owen, Dwight York, and you know, yeah. I don't think either of you said either of you said Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. He had yeah. the golden boot. Quite. Uh, I said Michael Owen. You said Michael Owen. Yeah, you said both said Kevin Phillips. Um, One of the first ones I think I said because straight away I knew he scored about <laughs> something goals. Uh, it, was, it, was weird, it, it was at Sunderland, wasn't it? I'm just yeah, looking through some of the ones you. Hit. They worked out. They, they worked out to play against him, and he was shit after that. <laughs> Leeds had one and I couldn't remember who the Leeds one was um, Tony Yubaba or Alan Smith it was either one of them two uh, well Fiduka. I can't see one I know Leeds had Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank 36 right. goals in 1988 1998-99 amazing um and then Kevin Phillips, 36 goals the next year. Jimmy Floyd has to come Kevin out. Phillips, you've got to say, when you say Kevin Phillips, you have to say, Kevin Phillips bong. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Kevin Phillips bong. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd has to got 35 goals the next season, 2000-2001, for Chelsea. Amazing oh, goal-scoring record. So um, some of the ones you missed, let's have a look. Um, uh, Dion Dublin. Got, oh, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it was only 18 goals that season with Chris Sutton, Michael Owen, Dwight York. Oh. Um, and Ruud van Nistelrooy, did either of you say Ruud van oh, Nistelrooy? No. 25 no, goals in 2002. Like from our memory. Did any of you say Cristiano Ronaldo? No. He got 31 no. goals in 2007-8. Uh, Nicholas Anelka for Chelsea got 19 goals. Um and uh, what else have we got? Carlos Tevez in 2010-11 uh, shared 20 goals uh, with uh, Berbatov. Um, uh, and uh, the, other, the only other one I can see here, which you didn't get between you, was Suarez, Luis Suarez. Oh, uh, yeah. 31 yeah, goals yeah. in 2013. Well, we didn't do bad then, did we? Yeah, good, good. So, um, something is different this, this, at the end of this show. It's one well, no, actually love it to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I this song two hours before we met. I didn't know your name or what you looked like yet. I, I could have stayed at home and gone. I could have gone to see the film in the spot. You might have changed your mind and seen your friends. Life could have been very different, but then. Do you believe 
Why did I write this song on that one day? Why did you touch my hand and softly say? Stop asking questions that don't matter anyway Just give us a kiss to celebrate me today Something changed
might be a surprise and yeah, a general chit chat about the, games. If you line up all the teams, Matt, and then yeah. just sort of say, what do we think? What do we think? Blah, blah, blah. And then we can have a rundown and then, yeah, just have a, you know, once a week. I mean, there's going to be two games a day or whatever there is for, for the first two two weeks of it. And then, yeah, it would just roll along then, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. A couple, couple of things that um, have you seen that advert for that I put on <laughs> the Airline Block Five group for the sort of corporate hospitality side of the Euros? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, is that yeah. what it's come to? Honestly, yeah. Uh, well, everything, the literally everything is that's bad about football. And the other thing was, did you see them that Man City winning video where they had? Yeah. If you th- if you like Man City, clap your hands. Have you have you seen oh, that? No. I put it on the. No. Tr- it is absolutely unbelievable. No football fan would ever believe what that video represents. I, I I don't understand who it's for, why they did it. There's no sponsor. It's Man City doing it, and it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It doesn't. <laughs> it's just so fake. Everything is like a blue screen. <laughs> It, you, you, you wait till you see it. It is the t- most terrible thing. If Arsenal had done that, I would be so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Just um, before we end this, right, I just want yeah. to say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, give a big shout out to Ong Church, who won the FA Trophy. Oh, yes. Is uh, it yeah. Va- like, the Vars that they used to call no, it? Not a trophy or the Vars. No, it's basically the, there, is, there, is there is a Vars, but this was a trophy. Okay. This was the trophy. This is the non-league FA Cup. They hadn't played league football since November last year. Yeah. So, uh, and to win that was quite remarkable. And they got a couple of goals right at the death. So, you know, I'm from the neck of the woods. So, a big shout-out to uh, Hornchurch. It's a marvellous thing. And I just want to do this purely because I do, because I did say that the only result I really wanted to come in at the weekend was basically West Ham to get a result, right? Because they wasn't reliant on what Spurs did. They was only reliant on what they did. I mean, they've not finished above Spurs since 2007. So, uh, they've had a lot of shit off Spurs fans over the year. But for me, this is a team on a small budget with a lot of players you probably wouldn't even consider signing for Arsenal. And apart from them imploding in the last couple of months, they could have quite easily got Champions League football. Yeah, yeah. It was only like three points behind or something. And they dropped two to us. And they it was just Liverpool, really, weren't it? Liverpool cost them because <clears throat> they, they sort of rallied in the last 10 Yeah, games. but I think, think West Ham just shot themselves in the foot. But then most West Ham fans will say, you know, if they had got Champions League, whilst it would have been brilliant, they totally would have been embarrassed by going there. I hope they managed to sign Jesse Lingard. Because I've got a lot of West Ham mates, right? Yeah, and, and me, I was so pleased for them and my brother. That, yeah, massive big up to West Ham. And I'll tell you what, I really hope they can, the owners invest in that squad and they push on for next year. Uh, I think it could be a one-off, but for them, who gives a shit? They've got European football and well done to them. Um, and that's it, really. I just want to say big up to all church and West Ham because why not? You know, 
that's it. Yeah, they might there struggle to keep hold of Declan Rice this summer, I think. Yeah, they might, but, though. It depends, yeah. you know, because some people are just happy where they are. I mean, mm. you look at, um, I always forget his name. Big Nose Boris from Southampton. Boris Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson. <wanker. laughs> so, uh, Big Nose from Southampton. Letizia. Yeah. I mean, he could have gone to pretty much any club in the world if he wanted to. But he just loved being at Southampton. He enjoyed his life there. He was earning... And this is what, what I loved about him. He wasn't earning massive money, but he was earning massive money for everybody else. So he's probably on about 40, 50 grand a week. And as far as he was concerned, he had a great life and he loved playing football for Southampton and had no reason to leave. He could have gone to Man United, could have gone to Blackburn Rovers, could have gone to Arsenal, could have done whatever the fuck he wanted to, didn't want to, you know. And it wasn't a case oh, of I think, I think if it was now, John, I think if it was now, Man Maybe. City or someone would come in with a, a big offer, you know what I mean? And he might have gone... Yeah, a bit like Harry Kane. Don't know. A bit no, like no, Harry no. Kane's going from Spurs this summer. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but you know, I don't, I don't think Kane's so moving know. for the money. He's moving to win a fucking trophy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, as much as we can hate him, and we do, probably less when you go somewhere else. Someone of that ability, who's uh, what makes me laugh though, they brought. I think they'd love to give Tottenham some kind of winning stat, Sky Sports. And they go, oh, Harry Kane is the only player to get the most goals and most assists in one season. What, 23 goals and 14 assists? Whereas one year, Henri got about 30-odd goals and about 20-odd assists. But he didn't win one of the top prizes, which might have been assists. Might have been somebody else. Well, it's a, it, it, the absolute was robbed, wasn't he, of the Ballon d'Or when in two thousand and three four, which they gave to yeah. um, oh, what's his name, um, weird eye little fella. I was a. <laughs> 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 no, that season two thousand three four, um, he scored thirty goals, didn't he, Henri? Uh, we got to the court. We we lost the quarterfinal of the, the Champions League to Chelsea, but really we were the best team in Europe. Um, yeah, but at the um, end of the day, though, right? He lost um, the Ballon d'Or to oh, what's the um, long-haired Spanish bloke uh, Mendieta, Geico Mendieta. The, oh, really? Yeah. Well, he won the Ballon d'Or, yeah. That oh, year. Yeah. Absolutely robbed Henri of it. Again, though, I always thought in 98, uh, if it wasn't for Sedan scoring two goals in a World Cup final, I thought, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Petit. Should it, no, Petit. Petit was the outstanding midfielder in 98 for Arsenal, France. I thought he was the best player in the world, easily. But uh, Zidane got two goals in the final, and that was it, so he got it. But I'm just going back to Harry Kane, right? At the end of the day, the bloke of his ability should have medals. Yeah. You know, and he really Oh, should. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And therefore, if he's going to go and chase a trophy, then let him, 
Because at the end of the day, if you've, you don't want, last thing you want to retire, it's almost like putting him up against, I don't fucking know, um, Gwen Doozy, right? Or whoever it was when we won the cup last year. And it all ends, right? And you've got Harry Kane, who's like, scored over 200 Premier League goals. So how'd you get on, Harry? Did you, did you win anything? Well, oh, I was great. I scored this golden boot, that goal. How many medals you got? Nothing. And like some shit wank player goes, oh, look, I've got three FA Cup winning medals. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, a fucking, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, David Ilya's got a league championship and Harry Kane's got nothing. You know, it's, it's putting things into that perspective. Some of the visibility yeah. should have... Well, look at, look at Jamie Vardy. Jamie yeah. Vardy didn't come into the game till he was 27, like yeah. professional. And and he's got a, a league he's got a and, prim- he's, and a league yeah. cup, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, he's mm. one, he's one, you can't, I'm not saying Jamie Vardy don't score goals either, but he, he's not as prolific as Harry Kane is, no. but he has, and, and he's won them, but let's face it, I'm not saying Tottenham are a big club, but a smaller club. Yeah. So you can't you can't fucking knock it. I I I just think if if Harry Kane wants to win the sort of trophies he wants, the only place he's really going to get it guaranteed City, is if he joins Liverpool, Man City. United. Yeah. Yeah. City, City or City, Liverpool. Yeah. City. I think, Liverpool. Mate, I think City, I said yeah. to you, mate, Coop, I said, you know what, be hilarious if we sign him. I well, said, I I... we need a striker. We need a striker. And to be honest, Harry Kane is one of our own. He was our fan before we ever stepped foot into White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it would be funny if we go all out and put everything into one basket and sign Harry Kane. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd fucking wet my pants, John. That that that. Can you imagine when he goes back to White Hart Lane next season? <laughs> fucking yeah. hell! We took your captain be... before. Now we got your top goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, it, you go. it would. It would. And he's captain there, though, isn't he? Yeah, but when we took Campbell. Oh so, yeah, but isn't isn't Kane is captain at Spurs at the moment? Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Was it yeah. Lloris? I thought Lloris might be captain. Oh, it could be Lloris, yeah. Yeah. But it would be might, classic. Could you imagine, though, if we had Obama Young and Kane up front and Obama Young was firing on all cylinders, it would be an unbelievable partnership. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely, definitely, definitely won't happen. Yeah, Just because of the price tag, isn't it? And there's such a... So there's so few strikers in the in the in the world that are kind of you know out of a out of the box going to get you twenty goals. Um, yeah. and I do. I do. might be an option for him because yeah. they're yeah. in the Champions League final. They've got Europe next season. They was in the FA Cup final. So. And they need. They, they need. need I mean, yeah, they bought that team of Werner, but he's not really. No. Tricky first season. Kyle Havertz is a young player. They're all yeah. not quite firing. Yeah. So they're bound to win the Champions League, that means. Basically, this is it? the Arsenal podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, that's it. Our season's so over now. Game, so. so basically, what do we want for next year, really? 
I'm not like winning the league. I was going obviously. to ask you two boys a question, actually. Mm. Go on, then. Right. No, and, and, and you've, you've sort of half answered it, John, in a way. But forget money, forget money. And uh, um, but what, who would you like to see at Arsenal sign for next season to, to really make us a better team? Not, not... What I would like for next season, and it would be a lens, a, just like a new signing. I want a Bama Young back as a Bama Young. I don't know what it is with him. I mean, I know I've like moaned at the beginning of this, saying we should get rid of him and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I do believe he is one of the best strikers in Europe when he's got his head on full. And I don't yeah. know what his problem has been this season, whether uh, it's the captaincy, whether that's been too much, uh, whether he's got personal issues whether he's the sort of player that needs, just needs an arm put around him. I think, fortunately for us, he's not going to be in the Euros. So he's going to get a complete rest. So even if he has got any, you know, lingering uh, hangover from the malaria or whatever, then maybe if he can just sit down and have a clear the air chat with Arteta and try and get to the bottom of whatever is causing his problems. Because there is something yeah. wrong. There has to be something wrong. And if yeah. he can come back firing the way he was the season before, and he, even early on, early doors this season, if we get him back firing all cylinders, it will be that. However... Saves a lot of money. Yeah, I believe. Well, they if said that... Um, Mbappe, oh. maybe. We could have any player in Mbappe. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. I was going to say... Um, I suppose it's it's goals, isn't it? So whether that Haaland, Haaland would be a good shout, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, but they're talking about a shocking amount of money for him as well as Kane. So it's also um, the fact is Matt, you know, it's just the way our league set up. Bama Young's used to it now, but I think even he struggled when he first came in. Mm. It is because it is faster. I wouldn't say it's. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say the tackle's going as heavy because not allowed to tackle anymore. But, you know, in some of the other countries, I think the tackling's harsher than it is over here because you're literally just not allowed to touch anybody in the English game now. But it's it's the pace of it. That's why we said, I think, about Partey. When Partey struggled a bit because they're just not used to how quick that game is. I'd like to yeah. think Harlan could just slot in but I don't know. You know, I mean, Pepe's only found fault towards the end of the season. Yeah, and he was you know? behind Mbappe. He's the only, only a few goals between him and Mbappe in the French League that year that we bought him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mbappe's a good shout. I, I think that's a sort of dream. Like a sort of Thierry Henry type character. You know, he yeah. represents what's what we would want from our striker. In lots of ways, doesn't he? Weirdly, though, you know, it would be fun. And I think he'd be good for about one season at push two because he's the sort of player we need in the box. Messi. <laughs> I, think I was going to say, you, you would, <laughs> having someone like Luis Suarez might toughen us up a bit. Um, but obviously, he's found his new club, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, if you if you wanted one of them, I, I think you got Aguero, 
obviously packed up at City. Yeah. That would yeah. that, be a good one. Me, I, I'll tell you, and again, it was watching him yesterday, and I know I know Brighton didn't win and anything like that, but I, if we could put someone in alongside Thomas Partey. You're going to say that Zufa fellow or whatever his name Bissouma, is. Bissouma. Eve Bissouma. Yeah. He is. He was. He was really good yesterday. You know. You know when you obviously you don't know the other team's players. Yeah. But you you knew who this bloke was. You know what I mean. You could see the Left, right, centre. Everything that was going on, and he'd get on the ball. He, he looked. He looked a class act. You know, in in amongst some lessers, if you like, and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought to myself, the way he sort of, and again, not that Brighton were particularly fantastic yesterday, and neither were we, but you just looked at that game, and, and if there was a bloke in the yellow shirt yesterday that looked like he, he was meant to be on that Emirates pitch, and I kept thinking, yeah, I, I could see you here next season in a, in a in an Arsenal shirt. You know, he, he really did look, he looked the part. He... Um, I was yeah, I was quite impressed, and I have been impressed with him all season. The commentators kept picking him up. I mean, the thing is, they said like he's made the most tackles of any Premier League player. However, with stats like that, I think they're very misleading because it's like saying, oh, I don't know, the uh, uh, Fulham goalkeeper made the most saves, right? Because you know, at the end of the day, when you're pretty poor. And everyone's lumping balls at your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are going to make gonna more You're going to be so. the busier one, aren't you? You're so basically, yeah. So basically, Brighton, who haven't, well, right, they were safe fairly quickly, but you know he's the best of it. But there's a lot of attacking going on against Brighton, and he's got no option but to make more tackles than anybody else. Yeah, doesn't mean they're clean tackles. Don't mean they won the tackles, but he made the tackles. Yeah, but I know what you mean. He, he just, did play. He just, he just looks. He just looks very confident, you know, and he does get yeah. stuck in. And he's just to me, he's just like that. He just looks a bit more of a, a polished, dirty bastard, if you know what I mean. I know it sounds talking at least sixty million quid. Well, you know. If if we have to make, I think we could do with that sort of player. I think if him and Thomas Party, and, and I'm not dissing Xhaka off because I think Xhaka at times this season has had good games, but we need a replacement for him. Yeah, uh, and 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 if I think if we could, and and he's Premier League experienced, you know, and he and he's he's done really well at Brighton, and I think it's not a big upheaval, is it? It's not like with Thomas Party, he's coming from La Liga where you get two hours to pass a ball and all that. Mm. He's used to the cut and thrust of it. So for me, if 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 we could put him alongside Thomas Party, I I think I think you got a good. Um, I think you got two good, really good players in there. Um, and and I, yeah, I, yeah, for me that that would be the one. And obviously, the other one is who, who's going to be the right back. Next season, because he's pretty, you're pretty sure that Bellerin's gone. You well, there's talks about uh, loads of players, aren't there? Like Max Aaron's from Norwich. Obviously, they've Cedric been promoted. Should. I like Cedric. I think Cedric should slot in. 
I think when he came in, I think Cedric did a great job. Yeah, I get that, John. I just, I don't think that's, um, that, that doesn't really. It, it's a position. If 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 we if we're going to sell Bellerin, which I'm pretty sure we're yeah. all sure he's going to go, it, it Cedric would be to me he's un, someone's understudy. If you see what I mean, it, you know. If, if and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I, I just think if we're going to move forward as a team. You, you you want to bring in an improvement. I don't I don't I don't see putting Cedric there. If if we haven't trusted Cedric there, we've played Callum Chambers Ooh. and we've dropped Hector Bellerin. We've not put Cedric there. No, you, we've not been if playing. If you see him. what I mean. No. So, him, so I just I just you know strange decision because he had some good games, didn't he? And, yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did. I just I just think for me probably centre of the part I mean up top I'm not too I'm not too worried if if we lost to Bamiang and Lacazette I think we play Martinelli I think we play Balogun um, and, I don't and, think a Bamiang's going anywhere no uh, I don't think he is John so, so it's going to be a Bamiang then you've got Martinelli and, and then you've got Balogun I think Enketia and, and, and um, Lacazette are going um, and and that that's sort of our is I know we've got other young players, Aziz, Miguel Aziz, is it? The mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. kid who looks good and who's been training with the first team pretty much all season. I'll um, tell you what so, we won't keep Willock. Willock's gonna come back from Newcastle. He's gonna want first team football regularly, you know, because like I said he has scored seven goals, seven games. And it's a case of like he will want to be guaranteed to play. And he ain't going to be guaranteed to play. No, no, I don't think you can guarantee any player. That, that's that's what's silly about anything, isn't it? Um, so you, you've either got to not think about bringing someone like Odegaard back or, or, or not think about another attacking midfielder and, and say to him, well, you know, it's going to be you and Smith-Rowe. That might work. I'm just reading the Daily Mail thing on Basuma. Um he says he's an Arsenal fan as a child, so that's in our favour. But they're that's also saying Chelsea or City with one Alden <laughs> with one Alden leaving Liverpool. There's sort of a slot for him in Liverpool, so it looks like we're going to have to fight out with Liverpool for. Yeah, yeah. Like so. I say that that would just be um, and and you know when I say dream signing, I've I've not turned around and and said Lionel Messi or Ronaldo or someone like that. No. It's just someone that I think would really fit in. Certainly, looking at him and and always been quite impressed with him, and and yeah, I, I think he'd be a good addition to 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 what we need to move on. You know, next season's a real big season for everyone. I think I, us as fans going back. Obviously, we want to see more improvement. Um, Arteta's got to show that improvement with the training and, and bringing players on and, and improving players. And, and, and Stan Kroenke's got to show it by improving the squad. So, yeah, it's um, we're on improving on up, hopefully. Yeah, but I just, yeah, just wanted to see what you thought, boys. Who well, do you think should go? Um, Stan Kroenke? <laughs> no. Thinking about them, player-wise. I think Bellerin is he's he's done. Um, 
Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think he should go, but won't go. Um, probably Granite Xhaka. Yeah. Just um, get a, a Um, Quindus has got to go. Surely, Taria probably going to go. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think those fringe ones. Um, I'm, I'm still a bit not sure with Gwendozi. I've, I, I know you probably can't mend those sort of. He, he fucked up big time and and obviously fell out massively with Mikel. Can can you can you build bridges? I don't know. Possibly. Obviously, you you've built one over the fucking Thames for Dartford, mm. so you can obviously build bridges. Um, but I, uh, he's still a young lad. You well, he's just I mean? had a baby, hasn't he, with his missus? So yeah, young yeah. man growing up a bit, maybe come back with a bit of a different attitude. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about more... um, him going somewhere in Portugal, maybe, or I can't I can't remember what I saw. It, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely to see. I mean, then you can forget your Basuma. If if Gwen Doozy was open, you know, and and everyone sort of held out white flags and said, "Come on, let's have a big cuddle." Mm. And 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 the boy came back. You know, there was a lot of things I liked about Gwen Doozy, and and he was a kid. You know, he was a bit off off the radar, wouldn't he? We, you know, we sort of signed him, a bit like Martinelli. We signed him, but you didn't think you'd see much of him. And boom, he was in there, wouldn't he? And and there was lots of good things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if they could do that. And and he he plays with the the sort of gusto and stuff that he's got. I mean, he, he's playing with the French. I, I know it's under twenty ones, but they must have a lot of good players. So he, he, he he's no fool. But I, I I think he's probably burnt his bridges with Arteta, and and it won't happen. But you know what a saving that could be. You mm. know, so then maybe turn around and 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 go and sign a a Jack Grealish or a or a. Yeah, uh, Harry Kane, you know? Well, but, but I don't think can... we'll get Grealish. I know there's a lot of talk, but I really think that ain't going to happen. I don't think it'll happen, John. And, and I think if you do that, you can't have two players with socks halfway rolled down, you, you know? <laughs> and I'd, I'd rather see the Croydon version than the than the, the Birmingham version, personally, because, I, yeah. you know, I hope Smith Rowe goes on to be an England Oh, you know, great player. I'd, 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 I'd rather he got that thing. Has the England squad been announced yet? Just one of the flights, Saka and um, Smith Rowe have been Smith Rowe, in. Smith Rowe won't be in it. No. Saka, Saka might be because of his utility sort of things. I think he'll be the only one. Back, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's anyway. been a good chat, boys. We and I've been on here a while. I know. I was going to think might edit quite a lot out, Matt. I think I might, there might be a bit of editing this week to do, so uh, it might be out on Wednesday rather than Can Tuesday. Can I my stuff out about Abami Yang? I think there like. was more, there was a long chat about uh, sort of the pubs going back <laughs> and yeah. the city and yeah, London just, stuff. Just cut that out. <laughs> anyway... Uh, it's time to go and walk the dog. It's pissing out there, but um, that's what we've got to do. Uh, thank you for joining us to all uh, listeners, and uh, we'll see you for the Euros.
Indeed. So take care. Here's a bit of Kevin Bacon. Come on, you England. Walking bird dog. Just a walking bird dog.